0: guys welcome back to our next episode of MNC Hoops where I have been absent I've been a no show for the past two weeks so it's happy uh, for me to be back as my son comes in right as we start the show hi he just got out of the tub so I don't know what you're doing in here you need to go on We're, we're live right now okay but with that being said CJ Nick how you guys
1: doing all is well, man. Happy to be back, man. Happy that you're back, Michael, after a two week vacation or a no call, no show. I don't know. I don't know which one it is. We'll but, no show out. <laughs> but definitely gr- glad that you're back, man. Happy to be back on the show.
2: Yes, sir. I second that. Uh, doing good, man. Back in the city. i uh, been back for a week or so. And it hey, man, feels good. feels good. You know, I the big three back. So uh, let's get it.
1: Hang on one second, guys. What do you need? Oh, my God, bro. This is embarrassing. Okay. Go on. I love you. Good night.
0: <laughs> so, that was an interruption. Uh, by. He's mad because I'm using his cup, and I've got it on TV where I, we can see each other here, and he's like, why are you looking like that? I'm like, that's just how I look, man. I can't help it. <laughs> yeah, that's us. So, with that being said, of course, CJ, it's good to see you. Look like you're back in New York again. So, h- tell us about. I mean, are we are we glad to be back? Ready to go up in that NYC? Yeah,
2: man, back back in the city. It's calm. it's, it's con vibes right now. It's hot. I mean, it's hot everywhere, obviously. But uh, it's real like humid, muggy. But it feels it feels good to be back, man. Seeing seeing a couple people, seeing a couple friends. It's uh, away for like four months, four or five months. So, uh yeah
1: back it in, ain't the uh, same man you don't back you not hear slums. the mosquitoes at night uh-huh. don't hear the frogs the crickets hollering yeah, at you go to sleep yeah, now right
2: crickets at night it's it's your sirens exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, we're, from, we're from cricket to sirens and, uh, yeah it's an adjustment but uh we'll live awesome
0: but uh, I will say, as far as my two weeks, one definitely was a vacation. The second one, I don't know what happened. I was here to get online with you guys, and my computer just was not working. I don't know what happened. But we've got the kinks knocked out here, and we're live here. Looking good, as always, although I am needing that haircut. I am no upset when I got on here.
2: Whew.
1: But uh, let's
0: let's dive on in. I see our, our first topic that we got up here is my Hey, y'all hang
1: on real quick, real quick. I'm about to say, man, we got to pay some bills. Uh, okay, Seat Geek okay. is a sponsor of MNC Hoops. Use code MNC Hoops for $20 off your first purchase. That's at any event, concert. I know baseball season's right going on right now, I believe. Football season's coming up in a few months. So any event you want to go to, use that code MNC Hoops for SeatGeek. Get $20 off your first purchase.
0: Absolutely. And I've been saying on my Facebook, a lot of you people... <clears throat> Excuse me, that are been going to the Cincinnati Reds bandwagon games because you know we used to not be good and now. Everyone on my Facebook page is like going to them. Use our promo code to save yourself 20 bucks, and also we gonna get a little cash for that as well. So help us out, guys. We do appreciate that, yes, sir. As I look, very first thing I pop up on Facebook is someone at the Reds game. Telling you, got to share our stuff here. But with that being said, I guess I'll go ahead and dive in. Uh, CJ's got listed all my thoughts where I've been out here. Uh, This offseason really has been quite crazy for me anyways, as far as a Miami Heat fan. Uh, Even uh, the Suns have been pretty active so far as well. We may dive into a little bit more of that conversation going on there. But I'm just ready to find out where Dame's going and how much it's going to cost us. Because it sounds like what we've been hearing in the past, which I think we'll get into some more of that as well, is that Dame only wants to go to Miami, and Dame wants out of Portland, period. But Portland now is kind of saying, hey, we're not liking what Miami is offering us. So I wish they could hurry up and work this out. For the past three four weeks now, they were talking about three-team trade to get the, uh, the value equaled on that. Mm. So I'm just ready to move past this and get this done to move on. What I think is it's interesting this offseason is a lot of these commentators are already saying if they get Dame, they're still not making it out of the first round with this team. I think that's being a little clickbait, to be honest with you, because this team, granted we lost some of our key players or key role players this offseason, went out and got bank elsewhere. I'm totally fine with that. But we just made it to the NBA Finals. So I feel like you saying Dame coming on this team we're not making it out of first round is honestly a little trash. But that's between you all. That's fine with me. I don't care. Everyone talks bad about Miami and they never believe into us. But in the past three to four years, we've been in the finals, what, two of the times? and At least in the East finals four times, I think. So we're the team in the East. We just may not have the best record. But when it comes to playoff time, we're the team to beat in the playoffs. <coughs> Excuse me. As far as that, the summer league games have been fun to watch. Uh, A lot of these sophomore players, I'm calling them second-year players, are really making that big leap as far as, I think, more having the confidence. Hey, these guys are the rookies. We can kind of beat up on them a little bit and and get that confidence level up to say that this is your year or like you are capable of being uh, the dog on the team here. And I think it's going to – go into the season and we'll see how that plays out on some of these teams. Uh, on the one of the pictures that I shared in that comment, I think on our, our that post with uh, Facebook on MNC Hoops, of course, go follow us there, guys, was a picture of Chet. Technically, I consider him a sophomore. He just didn't play his freshman year. You know, he wasn't a rookie. But I was going to ask you guys that actually. Is he considered a rookie this year?
1: They're going to consider him one because he didn't play last year. But if you ask me, I, I would consider him a sophomore. But because he didn't play last year, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, like Ben Simmons missed his first year. They considered him a rookie when he came back. Same thing with Blake Griffin. He missed right. his first year with the injury. Then when he came back, they considered him a rookie. So it's going to be the same. Right. It's going to be the same with Chet. Yeah, this is
2: rookie year. Is right. Rookie year. Uh, you know, you know he, missed, he missed all last year. Uh, so it's his first season in the NBA.
0: Especially since he didn't actually play a game whatsoever. Right.
2: Right. So, I mean, I get First that. Season
0: playing in NBA, I should say. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Uh, Summer League's been fun to watch. Off-season, of course, now we know the, the basketball tournament is coming up very soon. Uh, Louisville, I think, is going to be a host for, I think, three nights uh, next week. Of course, they'll be going. I think you said Dayton was one place, Nick, and then some other places around the country where they'll be Dayton, playing.
1: Dayton, um, Syracuse, Wichita, Kansas, Louisville. I think a few other places, too, but right. definitely. You know, if you're a fan of hoops, man, this is something that a lot of people should be tapped into. I mean, these are a lot of guys that may have not gotten an NBA opportunity or may be young, still trying to search for that opportunity and can really play at a high level and trying to, try to find that spot at the professional level. So make sure y'all tap into that, man. Some really real high-level hoops. Absolutely. Uh, just for the fact that there's basketball
0: being played, I like it. I can't say that I know many players that are in it because it's a lot of veterans. Once that you see the names that kind of be dropped, you know them then. But I like it because the value of what they're playing for. No one's being paid to play during the basketball tournament. The only way you get paid is if you win the whole thing and your team gets a million dollars. So it's kind of what I think the NBA is going to kind of be doing for their in-season tournament in a way, kind of making it that exciting, the winner take all, more or less. So it makes a a different uh, urgency to win, of course. And I think it's a, a lot of fun. I think they have the edge on some of the the basketball leaks that are going on. And of course, Nick, I know you called me out on this, but I don't care at all. Slam ball is about to be back and I can't wait. So don't you dog on that no more. I can't remember, was it Twitter or something? But you you said something about it. I didn't say anything bad about it. No, no. Oh, you said that I'd be watching it instead of doing the stream. That's right. But I see that. I'm like, you know what? Slam ball is awesome, man. How can you hate slam ball? Slam ball is
2: fun. It's really, really Slamball's fun. Slam ball a classic. It's come off Spike TV. Um, that's a classic show. Classic, classic show, man. I remember watching that growing up. Pros versus Joes. Oh,
0: one, that man. was a good
2: one. Yeah, Spike TV had the classics, man.
0: They did. They really did. They, was wasn't a, it, it wasn't it, it they had Mancers, too, not to be like politically anything here. But Mancers, yeah. I really liked the stuff that they had on there as well.
2: Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a good time. A good, time. <laughs> good
0: time. good time. All right, let's get on now to our next one here. Our MBA rules, some of the new rules. CJ, I'm sure you have something that you're about to work on sharing with us here. As I appreciate how much you do on that, anyways. And yes. let's see, Nick, what what's, what kind of necklace that you got? It's got like a little glow
1: to it. Almost looks like a Iron Man. Um, there. Necklace, uh... Hang on, I'm going to have to take it off so I can let y'all see it up close. I've had this for about a month. Oh, yeah. I had this my first live in a while. If I can get it off. All right. So we're going to show this thing up close. Shout out to Icy Crew, who customized this for me. I ordered this thing about early May. So it's kind of like a spinning necklace. So, hey, okay, I'm gonna put it close. So that's—I don't know if y'all can see up close. That's me on the left. That's a baby picture, and that's my mother right there. God bless the dead. And then when you turn it around, that's an older me, and then that's my grandma. Oh, that's so it's cool. Like, yeah, it's pretty nice. I like yeah, that. Bro. Awesome. All right, bro. Super dope. What's that? what's
2: what's, what's it called again?
1: What's the brand? It's a um, it's a brand called Icy Crew. I they, I actually saw an ad on Instagram as I was scrolling. So like they can they can do customized necklaces. You know, you just give them a, a picture or two. It'll take them probably about maybe about three weeks to about a month to get it done. Yeah, I mean once you once you submit it, you know they'll be able to get it done within mm-hmm. about a month, like I said. So it's pretty cool. I would definitely recommend it. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. That's Icy Crew. All right.
2: Um, all right. Let's get back into the NBA. So two new rules that were implemented going into the next season. The first one is flops will result in a tech and the opposing team will get a free throw. And the second one is coaches will receive a second challenge if the first is successful. Michael, we're going to start with you. What's your thoughts on this?
0: Oh, man, you had to start with me.
2: Uh, I am glad at least
0: that we're being uh, at proactive on this flops. The only thing is, it's got to be on what measurement, on what degree, because flops and selling plays are two different things, in my opinion. You know, uh, you could sell a foul a little bit and get it more obviously called, or you can flop. So I don't know what their their gray area here on between the two on what they're going to be doing on this. I'm sure it's going to be the more obvious. Hey, there is no contact, and you try to fake the contact. That's the flop, and I hope that's it because that's what we need rid of in in NBA all together. Now, again, it's going to be very, uh let's see here, opinionated on how it's being called. The free throw, I like it I almost like a free throw plus ball back. Cho- coach, I'm sorry, coaches will be given a second challenge if the first one is successful. I like it too, because we know there's a lot of flops going on. And so apparently the way that reads to me, it's going to be a fouls call and a, and a coach gets to challenge that foul. And if it is successful, okay, you get another one granted on another flop than what you think. So, I like that they're being proactive on this, and I like that they are trying to get rid of the flops because we can't stand flopping. I watched one college game, I want to say a couple years ago, and this boy flopped so much during one series of a play. It was uncomical because it was just, I, I ended up turning that game. And I want to say it was actually during March Madness. It was one of the younger colleges, or uh, I don't want to say weaker colleges, one of the like D2, or Like Ohio Valley, I'll say that because that's one of our conferences around here. That were in there and the guy flopped everywhere he went to guard someone trying to get an offensive foul. I'm like, man, come on. Like, if I was a coach, I'd put him on in the bench. Like, okay, I understand you're being smart trying to draw a foul, but when you don't get it called four times in a row, it's pretty obvious of what you're doing and it needs to stop. But so I'm being long-winded on there. I like that they're actually being proactive. I can't wait to see how they keep going on with this. I don't know if they're going to do one thing I think I put on our Twitter when you shared this was are there going to be like uh, different phases or like a uh, flagrant one, flagrant two, on flop one, flop two, one that's not so extreme, gets a free throw, another one that's really obvious, free throw plus bar, are they going to make it different levels? So I don't think it's done. I think this is going to be ever changing as they continue the years to come.
1: NBA players are actors, man. You know what I'm saying? We're taken away from the job. Now I was kidding. Um, script. <laughs> the script. I mean, I'll be real. I, as a as a basketball fan, I've been I've been ready for them to just really get rid of flops since probably the beginning. You know, we've we've been seeing flops for years, whether it's star players or role players. You know, I think they do a really good job of you know selling, selling uh or stuff like that. But it's like for me, I, I think I think I think it's a good rule that they're implementing, honestly um definitely could take away the flopping you know definitely and on top of that as far as um as far as for challenges i've I've honestly kind of felt like teams or coaches get more challenges at least i mean to me at least two per half honestly i mean I, i know i know that one challenge is good but it's like i feel like you should at least have possibly one for each quarter i know that may slow down the game possibly you know having a challenge for each quarter but it's like i don't know it's like for me it's like if you if you were to like if you were to challenge a call like like midway through the third quarter now makes, you know, it's crunch time. You don't have any more challenges. Like, you know, it sucks at the end of the day, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, if there is a successful challenge, you know, a team does get an extra one. So I think that is good. So I'm happy with the new rule. The NBA is going in a much new direction. You know, they've been, they've been changing up a lot of rules over the past few years. So I'm definitely happy with this one.
2: It's sad that we really had to come to this with the flops. You know, players should be able to police themselves and, and honestly not do it. It's just, especially superstar players, you already get the calls anyway so you to, you know exaggerate and do the extra theatrical stuff to try to get a call and you know sway sway the referees. It's just a bad look. So now it's just now if you do it, it's it's a tech. So now you know it could can, it can really result into whether a game is won or not. Um, and, and you don't want that. you don't want that. again, it's, it sucks that I really had to come to this but you know the players they do it so much. And the referees are calling it as well, so uh, the NBA kind of locked down on that. And it's a bad look from a uh, entertainment standpoint. No one wants to see guys flying across the court, knowing that you know. And then they show the replay It slowed down in slow mo, and he like barely touched your you know your face. Yeah, it's like holding your eye, and you're, you know you get hit in the head, and you're falling to the ground, grabbing your leg. It's it's, it's ridiculous. So this was good. Uh, the challenge, I knew this was coming as well. I mean, one challenge is not enough. Look at the NFL. They have two challenges. Um, so I, I, I'm surprised. Honestly, the whole challenge thing, I'm really surprised it really took this long um, for the NBA to really implement this. Because, again, the NFL has had this for so long. And it's really played a, a big factor in games being won or lost. Um, so I understand what Nick's saying. Yeah, just it would just slow the game down. It's bad enough when they review calls under two minutes. It's like oh my god you guys can't you know it's 2023 and you, you don't you don't know what you can't get the call in like a minute you got you got the guys at secaucus new jersey looking at everything <laughs> I'm plus, saying. and then plus you got the you got three refs looking at a monitor and you, it's taking 10 15 minutes to get a call in it's it's ridiculous so you know a challenge every quarter i i, I think T. I i think people really walk away from the tv <laughs> if that was the case so uh, these, these are good rules smart rules it just it just makes the most sense. It makes the most sense, and it's just showing that the NBA is you know they're continuing to grow, continuing to learn uh, from their mistakes, and uh, for the players, it's like finally like you know like just just stop stop with the BS. I mean, Trey Young, Harden, LeBron used to do it a lot in Miami. I couldn't believe I just it was just crazy how much he would flop in Miami. there's um, all the calls, <laughs> you're on mute, bro. You're on mute. After all the after all the calls you would get. Uh, after I mean, after all the superstar calls LeBron would get on a daily basis, it was crazy. But uh, yeah, it's just, just, just man, just, just cut it out. So now this, this, this free throw, fourth quarter time, Marcus Smart, another one, another mm-hmm. guy that you know is, is known for flopping. Just stay in front of your man. That's it. Stay in front of your man. If you get, if you actually get hit, you actually get fouled. Leave it up to the ref to make the call.
0: See where I think it's going to get kind of crazy is, one, well, one, I want to ask you guys this. Since it's a tech, is there so many techs that you are
2: suspended a game still?
1: I think it's 16, right? Per season?
2: I believe so. Right. 16. Yeah. for,
0: and Then you get suspended. Yeah, so I 16. wonder if these techs are counted in that. And I would assume so because it be. it's a tech. It's a tech. Yep, but then my second question is like, if the foul's called and it's, it's contact, but you exaggerated like tremendously on it, like you know, okay, the pick and roll. You see a lot of times the the guy setting the pick will let the guy run into him like a pick is supposed to be done, and the offensive picker will fall down like it's charging into him and be a defensive foul. We all know that that's technically flopping. Are they gonna yeah. call that a flop? Or are they going to call it a foul still? Because that's where it gets to being, you know, judgmental, I guess, and optional or uh, opinionated, I think.
2: We're about to find out. We're about to find out. And, again, this is what I'm saying. It's like the, it's the, the players are the reason why this is they, they, they stop doing that, they don't implement this rule. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't complain now when uh, something happens on the court situationally, like you said, that may look like a flop or it may look like a, something that's uh, exaggerated and now you get attacked, or you know now the opposing team shooting a free throw don't get mad now when you had years almost a decade to to you know really figure this out so you're gonna find out because like you said it's a lot of situations on the court Absolutely. um in the regular season in the playoff playoffs is it's not too much flopping in the playoffs i will say you don't see it often um but in the regular season you see it a lot mm-hmm. and um yeah it's, it's it's gonna get dicey it's gonna be I'm pretty sure topics on you know your, your your daily shows about oh yeah was this a flop should he have got a tech for this it, I can see it now it's gonna happen and uh, again like I said it's sad but it is what it is man players have an opportunity to stop this.
0: Take one in the comments here You're gonna bring it in real quick. Rule changes is good he approves and flop might be a little tricky though. That's kind of what we're talking about. The flop is going to be the hardest to monitor, I guess, the uh, governor on how it's done. Yeah, it's just uh all the way we can figure out how it's gonna be called is be in the game. Don't flop at all, basically. I
1: mean sell a little but don't sell it all, I guess. I mean that's that's what I, I mean that's kinda easy to say than done. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of these guys they're I mean I'll be real, a lot of these guys they're masters at flopping. You know what I'm saying? Like if they're able to sell that contact and then you know force a turnover you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you gonna do? Like, you know, so a lot of these guys, they're they're good at. it. I mean, at the end of the day, we hate it, but it's like you can't be mad at it. You know, it's it's a it's beneficial for their team. Of course, was,
0: CJ was also kind of agrees with, <laughs> He agrees with you about slowing the game down a lot more, uh, especially yeah. if they had more than just those ones. Yeah, uh, I'm with you there, Nick. I mean they've they've done it for years. As far as selling it now, I mean, it's almost. <laughs> It's a part of the game, and now it's going to have to change some players' whole way of uh, ability of playing in the NBA, which is kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll see how it goes. Like, I mean, I agree with you. I think we're going to be talking about this for uh, for quite a while. I think mid season we'll be talking about how much of impact it did on different games. Because, I mean, a tech is a foul, so I mean, you you get caught flopping a couple of times. You may be in foul trouble and have to sit out quite a while during the game. So, I mean, who knows? We'll see how it goes. I, I'm glad they did it, though.
2: Yeah, I'm glad they did it, too. And the last thing for me is now, it's, you know, if you have a record of doing that, you're a professional flopper. Now, be known. Now we have it on record. This guy flopped this many times, which resulted in this many texts. So, if you want to have that stat, go ahead. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> So it's a, That's it's a brand to be new a stat. So we're gonna see this guy's a professional fly. That's not a good look. It's not a good look. You're making millions of dollars, and you know you're falling on the ground. I
1: know. <laughs> I, I told All you, right. man. They're actors, dog. Yeah. <laughs> actors.
2: They try. They try to be. They try to be for sure. All right. Next topic we got here. Well, obviously, this is the topic of the offseason until until uh, you know it's, it's official. We got Damian yeah. and, uh trade trade rumors. We got a uh, potential trade scenario by a guy, Greg from uh, five on the pod, five on the court, that uh, NBA Central actually shared this too. So uh, i got Greg is making, making big waves right now, especially during this off season, everything that's going on with the Miami Heat and Damian Lillard. Uh, this is his uh, prediction that uh, what a final trade package would look like for Damian Lillard, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Nikola Jovich. Uh, that's four first round picks and three first round pick swaps. Uh, Michael, what's your thoughts on this trade, and, and do do you think it'd be something
0: similar to this? Okay, uh, whew, I think it's. I don't want to. I don't know because I I read an article that said that the only thing that Miami was offering right now was mm-hmm. Tyler Hero with the picks, and that's kind of why it's been crazy because I I've said all playoff time all season that Robinson's got to be in this because he basically. Uh, made his career kick back off again during the playoffs and makes his uh his uh, him more available or more interested in and in, in, uh i'm sorry i can't think right now of trading for value we'll say that uh Jokic, young player i think this is sophomore year second year so the talent what he can be uh, as far as raw talent you with this rebounding team from portland be interesting to have Three or four first rounds and swap on the last three. To me, that's extremely high. I know, sadly, we're all going to look at the Go Bear trade and think five first-round picks during that. That was Minnesota reaching to try to do something. Miami really doesn't have to do this. It's just now almost if Pat Riley wants to say, you know what, Dame doesn't want to play for you guys now. He only wants to play for us. So that makes us not have to trade nearly as much because we kind of, have the upper hand in that. So me, I'm going to try to see if I can keep Duncan Robinson on this, especially if you've only offered Tyler Hero anyways. It doesn't seem like a lot of people want Tyler Hero. We've heard some noise now that, uh, I think Detroit, no, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Toronto has some interest in Tyler Hero. So, I mean, maybe that's the third team. Uh, uh, Siakam, I've said Sockham. Siakam might be involved in that trade in some way. Who knows? But if you could keep, Any of these guys and give some picks, you're Pat Riley. Who cares about the picks? I mean, you'll get them back anyways. Uh, This team will be built uh, for three to four years now. I would want to keep Hero or Robinson if I can with this. I don't want to give up three players with all those picks. That's just me. I think it's a little steep, especially when Dame is saying, if other teams reach out, if his agent is saying, if other teams reach out for a trade, don't even waste your time on it because Dame won't even participate. I mean, you you basically have all the cards in your hands. Like, hey, Portland, you got to make an offer, or this is our offer. You either take it, or you got a guy that who's been so loyal to you all. You're looking like a bad guy now.
1: So, that, so let me ask you this though: when you say the Heat doesn't need to do this, my my question is why not? Because the way that I'm looking at it is a lot of their. To me, I feel like there's not a lot of value in the supporting cast anymore. Like Max Juice is gone. Gabe right. Vincent is gone. All the depot, even though he got hurt, he's gone. So to me, it's like I mean, unless unless there is a third team involved, which I do believe so. But even if there's not, you know, it's, I feel like this this probably has to be it though. To me, I mean, I know I know there's a lot of picks. I know that, that you know, I know that a lot of teams they don't want to give up a lot of first round picks. And of course, you know, mm-hmm. Tyler Hero he's been an important piece for Miami. Duncan Robinson just coming off with a pretty good postseason. So it's like, but at the end of the day, it's Damian Lillard and. To me it's like you know like when, like whenever I'm looking at this package to me it's like I think I think you have to do it honestly because I mean like I said there's not a lot of value in that supported cast so in order to get a guy of Daniel Lillard's caliber, I feel like you know this has got to be necessary if Miami does, does want to push to really get him well the reason why I don't I think it's
0: too much again basically Miami holds the cards on this uh, Portland can't keep him he's already said he wants out and he only wants to play for Miami if hero was averaging I want to say 28 points a game pretty much last year. So, I mean, the scoring was there. He's still progressing to be a, a player. Me? I want to say that's what he was averaging. 20, 20. I
1: was say uh, 28 points. Like, whoa.
2: Are you sure? Tyler, her average, no, nah, I, I don't think he was averaging 28 points a game. No. Nah. 20, I know, I know 20 points per game. Maybe okay. 20. <laughs> 20 to 28, somewhere in there.
0: Anyways, 20 <laughs> points is still good, uh, especially as the third option yeah, on this. Yeah. So, so, I mean.
2: Yeah. Yeah, off the bench is so, great.
0: He's playing great. I mean, you said off the bench, didn't you, a little turn. But, uh But even with Duncan Robinson uh, playing like he did during the playoffs, if he can play next year like that, I mean, that's Duncan Robinson knocked down Tyler Hero, giving you twenty points a game. You got Bam and uh, Butler back as your core four right there. You sign some of these players that are coming back because let's be honest, it don't matter who Miami gets. Spoles is able to turn them into all-stars on this team because they fit the the roster or his scheme, and they buy into it. So that's the only reason why I say I don't think they have to trade this much. I think it's too much of an offer. Tyler Hero, keep if you can. Robinson, keep if you can. I don't think all three of those have to be traded. I think you should be able to keep one of those because Portland has no leverage whatsoever.
2: Yeah, so – this uh this trade I mean this is probably the most I'll be honest probably Portland would take this deal obviously and I see where, absolutely I see where Greg is coming from with this uh with this trade package because this because because Portland they don't want to get low yeah listen everything you guys said is facts right he's loyal he stayed there for you know when, when times are rough and they, they traded McCollum we, we all we all know the narratives we've all talked about that over the last year since we've been a trio right but this is this is a tricky deal because as you said at, at the top of the segment it's it's only one team. <laughs> so there, there really there really isn't any competition or any other teams and, and and that's that's because of Dame not because of the teams are saying no. Right. That's because Dame and his and his uh, representatives are saying we only want to go to Miami. And um when when you when you do something like this it becomes tricky. So it's going to be a tug of war. It's going to be a back and forth because Portland they don't want to get lowball I said they don't want to get a deal where it's like okay yeah listen you know how great dame was for us but we're not going to take a cheap deal and just you know get fleeced just because dame was dame was our guy for you know a decade plus and did so much for the city and for the organization we want something back for him multiple first round picks uh is is inevitable i mean listen i mean listen i know they got scoot henderson Shaden sharp it's gonna look like to be a player you, you extended there for the simons I'm a big fan of Jeremy Grant. People laughed at the contract. He's a really good player. Um, so, this this might be the. I mean, maybe maybe two players, maybe two of those players, and those pit. I don't know about the pick swaps, but I could see something very similar to this mm-hmm. in, a, in a Damian Lillard trade. Um, look at the Kyrie trade and and Kevin Durant trade. Multiple first round picks, a couple pick swaps. So Dame is on a level of those guys, especially in terms of you know, superstardom. And they, they're gonna have they're gonna have to make this move. They're gonna have to make this move, man. And if it's Tyler Hero being gone, so be it. So be it. Listen, I mean, this is this is Damian Lillard, it's one of the greatest players um, in NBA history. is a really good player. He had multiple years to, to, to prove himself and show why he shouldn't be a guy that should be moved. Um but, and he's still really good, but you know, it's just levels. It's just mm-hmm. levels, man. And, it's, it's tough. I like I like Jovich. I wanted to see how he could play. Uh but with the heat now that some of those guys left that we talked about, you know, new opportunities arise. Mm-hmm. it would have been interesting to see how he played and being his second year, being such a young player in the league. Uh so if he does get dealt, that you know, we would have to see how he looks in, in the trailblazer uniform, mm-hmm. which I think is still a lot of promise there as well. So um I'm I'm really right right there with Greg in terms of uh you know what what, what this trade will look like. I know everybody laughs at the go bear trade. But uh, I, I, could see, I could see something similar to this, um, for sure. Maybe a couple, maybe a few more, maybe three first-round picks and two pick swaps, and two two out of the three players. But definitely around this ballpark, for sure, man. Uh, because Portland, they, they don't want to get fleeced. They don't want to get fleeced. And it's just it's so obvious where he wants to go. And uh, it, it makes the most sense. It has to make the most sense for both parties involved, all, all three wow. parties, Portland, Miami, and Lillard.
0: I'm sorry. I just now realized when you said Greg, that's the Greg that we had on our show getting uh, retweeted by yeah. NBA Central. Greg Salvando. That's, <laughs> that's, what, that's, that's,
1: what
2: that's what I said at the, at the top of the segment, bro. Well, I thought that, and I was like,
0: "No, nah, I didn't hear him right." Well, that's so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah that was uh, like I said. That guys making waves right now. Absolutely. Well, see, I heard that, and I was like, "What? Did he, did he really just say that?" But then I had to just Greg, go back yeah. in our uh, Twitter. Greg, Greg, you I'm you gonna bring in some man. of her comments.
1: Go ahead, Nick. I was saying, Greg, if you're listening, man, come back on the show, man. I mean, possibly if Dame isn't moved within the next few weeks, man, we know. let's see if we can try to break this thing down live on the show. Absolutely.
0: Actually, I'll reach out to him when we get done, see if this trade's not done, if he'll come on with this next Sunday and kind of dive into more of what he's thought on this and what's going to happen. But uh, real quick, uh, Taekwon again thinks that's too much for Lillard. Guys, I'm sorry, I'm not going to bring in the comments because it kind of blocks CJ's I mean, face there. Maybe, uh, I
1: mean, give to them be some fair, coaches. I mean, I mean, honestly, we're talking about a superstar point guard who just averaged 32 a game last year and had a 70-point game. So, honestly, I think I think if it's something that you want to do to elevate your team, I mean, this is the same Miami Heat team that got to three conference finals and the NBA finals in two of the last four years. And we all have said that, you know, we think that Jimmy Butler's a great player, but we don't think that he's a guy that could possibly lead your team to a championship, which we have seen wow. over the past few years. So,
2: My, yeah, I mean, my, only, my only thing was uh, – Excuse me. my only thing is who did they who did they sign in the offseason? Where where's the where's the rest of the role players?
1: Right. That's true. We yeah, are committed lost, to
2: this trade. Cuz cuz you lost you lost Vincent, you lost Struz. That's true. Ben Simmons. Right? That was You said Ben Simmons? I
0: thought that's what you was about to say was Ben Simmons.
2: No, 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 I said Struce. You lost you lost Struz and Vincent um in the off season. Caleb Martin is obviously going to going to stay. He's mm-hmm. going to be he's going to be there. Uh you got uh, Jacquez, the guy, the, the rookie who just drafted out of UCLA, he's, mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to get an opportunity to hoop right away. Kevin Love signed back. But I mean, Kevin, Kevin, Lo- Kevin Love signed back. So it's just like, you it's know, a big addition. High, High mm-hmm. Smith. So some, some of these guys that, you know, again, and, and as you said at, at the top um, when, we first started, when we first started talking about this was this, you know, this team, they always find guys and they make it work for their system and they always flourish. So even though we may not see what it looks like right now down the road, it may help, but it's like when you bring Damon, it's gonna be obviously much better than last year mm-hmm. because last year it was a play in and then got to the finals. When you bring Damon, they're obviously gonna to be top six team um in in the Eastern Conference for sure. It's just you no know, those like we said with the Suns, and the Suns had a hell of an offseason. season. I mean, I, I I didn't know how they were gonna do it, <laughs> but they're there. They 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 they, they had a really good know, offseason. Got Eric Gordon, Damon Lee. We talked about Bo Bold in the group chat earlier this morning. Uh, they they made they made some some they, they traded Cameron Cameron Payne uh, today as well for some mm-hmm. more compensation. So they found a way. So uh, you know, knowing Pat Riley and obviously you know how how great a job he's done uh, over these last few years, I, I can see them doing something similar. But I'm, I just I just want to see like what what that looks like mm-hmm. because okay, you get Dame, you get Bam, you get and you have Butler. Then it's like, okay, what else? What else? You the know, thing about it is
1: that we just we just don't want to consider them a Phoenix Suns from last year or this past year. You know when they had Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Aiden, but then their supporting cast really wasn't great.
2: Exactly, exactly. So uh, it's, 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 even though you get this trade done when this trade does happen, because it's, it's inevitable, right? It's going to happen. Um, so now, now is what's next.
0: Now it's but, what's next. But here's one thing, and I've been seeing some reports on bringing Logan's comment here. He says, "If it doesn't happen, Hero may want to be traded anyways." Because I've seen a lot of reports like, "Have they hindered their relationship with Tyler Hero in Miami during all this?" Because it's been Heroes traded, Heroes
1: traded, no one wants Hero, and all this stuff. And you know, I mean, we've seen the. To be fair, I mean, he's their best value. Because I mean, I mean, look, I mean, I like Tyler Hero. I think he's a good guy, but I don't really consider Tyler Hero a star. Like, I don't consider him in the same. In the same caliber as like Jimmy Butler, Bam and Abai, you're not going to trade Bam, honestly. So it's like you know, I right. think under Bam, a tier under Bam has got to be Tyler Hero. So that's the best value. So if a Damian Lillard trade is implemented, I think Tiro has to be in that conversation. I mean, it is unfortunate, you know, he's done a lot for this franchise since he arrived. But if you're trying to get a guy of Damian Lillard's caliber, who is one of the best point guards in the NBA, he has to be in that in, in that
2: trade conversation. I could see three teams, man. It has to. It might be three teams because Portland has a it bunch has of guards. It, yeah. Portland has Scoot Henderson, Anthony Simon, Shaden Sharp. They have a bunch of they have guards already. And yeah, I know Hero is coming off the coming off the bench for Miami, but that's that's the heat. That's a playoff team as opposed to a rebuilding but now team. Now this
0: year he was a starter.
2: So so yeah, he, so so he? he started this
0: year. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, okay. So yeah, he won six men of the year last year before last, but last year, technically, this year we just finished up. He was a starter.
2: He was okay, that's yeah. good. Okay, but either way, it's still a log jam at the guard position over there in Portland, and and then also that's he's not Portland's guy. You know, they draft no. they draft the shaded sharp, and Anthony simon So those it's a hierarchy in terms of uh, value there. So I think we might we might see a three-team trade. But mm-hmm. again, it's who's going to be that team, and it's going to be and it's going to that team is going to take Hero. I believe. Um, I think that team is going to take Hero, and the Trailblazers is going to take the compensation.
0: Because if the Trailblazers take Hero, you're either going to start Hero now and he's going to hinder the, the development of your younger guys of not getting that playing time, or he's going to be on the bench and why would you trade for him if he's not really going to be playing to give up Dane for it. So, yeah, to me, he's not going to Portland at all.
2: Yeah, he's not going to – I don't think – he obviously like he obviously could start for Portland, but I don't think he would because again, they 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 have a different mindset than how they're trying mm-hmm. to build their team post Uh So yeah, I don't I, I don't think it'd be a trouble. I think another team will come in here and uh, and pick up here in Toronto. That's yeah. interesting. I don't know, about, I don't know if Siakam will be in that in that deal, but um, they do need some guard help. They lost mm-hmm. they lost Fred VanVleet um, to to the Houston Rockets, so you know getting getting some some guard value there definitely would help them. Uh, so I, I think I think a third team will come in and it's going to be interesting to see who that
0: third team will be. OK, and we'll bring in this comment now. Do you all think that this could happen if Dane is not traded? Logan put in here, I think it could end up being a Ben Simmons the way it's going. Sit out half the year.
1: I don't personally, I don't think Dane does that. I feel like if a trade doesn't come before the season, I, th- I think I think Dane's is going to sit up for them this year. I think I think the thing about it is that Dane still loves his team. Like I, to me, Dane is still loyal to this team, but it's like I think it's just time to move on. But to me, I don't I don't I don't think he pulls the Ben Simmons where he just disappears for half the season or even the entire year. I feel like if there if there's not a trade before the year or before training camp arrives, he's gonna suit up. I think he'll suit
0: up, but I don't know if we get the true Dame. If if that
2: if y'all follow me on that. All right.
1: I don't know. I mean, to me, like to me, to me, his personality is if he's out there, he's gonna he's gonna play hard. Like you know, he's he's gonna give it a yeah. Time. I don't,
2: yeah, I don't, I don't get the same. Yeah, they have they have completely different mindsets between yeah Damon and, and Sim. Well, that's
1: why I think he'd suit up,
0: but I just don't know. I think we might get the Randy Moss of uh, the Oakland Aegis. You know, like he's still Randy Moss, but yet it just doesn't seem like he's giving it hundred percent of his all.
2: I think each party involved will try to put the pressure on to make this deal happen before that before that presents itself.
0: I hope so because Dame's been so loyal. To me, Portland needs to be just as loyal back to Dame because, like I said earlier, it's to me, it's making Portland look like mm-hmm. they're the bad guys in this situation. Dame gave everything he could for you guys, and now when he finally requests a trade, you don't make it happen somehow. Like I'm mm-hmm. not saying you take a loss because you don't want to be uh, fleeced, as CJ says, right. but at the same time, you've got to be respectful for the guy who didn't leave a lot longer or earlier in his career
2: nah listen. I've I've been one to criticize Portland and say you know they didn't do enough and bring bringing stars you know to to Portland to surround Damian uh, Lillard to keep him there in the first place, but just like every other occup, just like every other employment, just like every other place, the organization is going to do what's best for the organization. First Absolutely. That's it. You know, it doesn't. He damned have a statue there. Have a jersey retired. But in this present day. We're gonna do what's best for the trail, but it's a new regime in there. Um, it's, it's not the same GM and president that they have when Dame got drafted. So it's completely different voices and mindsets and how we want to do things. And also those those guys' jobs are on the line too, uh dependent on this trade. Like right? it's not just about name, mm-hmm. like it's about the guys that are making the moves and making the trades. Like those guys have jobs too, and those guys need to keep their jobs as well. So uh, you know, you know, I sometimes just look at player team trade, oh let's make it happen, but it's, it's, a, it's a lot of that. That's a lot that goes into this. So, mm. gonna see what happens. We'll see what happens, man. Uh, hope,
0: hopefully, it gets wrapped up soon. Soon. That's what I was going. Let me ask this real quick. Final little thought on this. We won't go into it deep. Nick, when is this trade happening? This week, this month, or All Star break?
1: Well, you know, it's funny. We actually did a poll on the MSC Hoops Twitter page mm-hmm. about a week ago, asking you know when this trade will go down, whether it be in a week or. I think before training camp or after training camp to me, to me, I think I think it gets done before training camp. I think it may take another few weeks, but I think I think Miami will figure something out. I think Portland will figure something out. I do believe that a third team will be involved in this. I don't know which team it is, but to me, if a third team does come in and say, Hey, you know, we want to make this happen, I feel like a dame trade will, will will go down, possibly, possibly before training camp.
2: Hmm. I'ma say I'm gonna say before training camp as well. I have said in the past, I could see I can definitely see at all star break. Uh, because because it could be a stalemate. I could definitely see a stalemate between both organizations. Like, okay, we're not just gonna take this just because. Um, and then Miami could be like, listen, you know, take it or leave it. This is this guy wants to come here. What do you want to do? You know. So I, I could I could see the battle of egos between organizations mm-hmm. and front offices definitely playing a factor. How long that remains to be seen, but I think will I think I agree with Nick. I think they get this done before training camp.
0: Okay. I'm hoping training camp as well. I agree with you all.
2: Hey, let's get into some uh, NBA news, kind of miscellaneous stuff here. Uh, Shout out NBA Central, man. They really are keeping the segments alive for the the guys. Let's switch this back. I'm going to do that one if you don't care. uh, Yeah. Good. We got some quotes from Miles Turner, man. Let's start this off, uh, uh, Michael.
0: I got to build up here. Miles Turner believes it's a little more easier to control than. You know. When Jokic goes out there, it's like he's painting himself on that canvas. Embiid is more of control a little more. Jokic is like there's stuff that's out of control. You know, I'll say I'll agree with that sometimes Jokic looks like he's out of control, but he's always got his head up and knows where everyone's at, that he still manages to pull it out of his tail and make a play happen. Uh, I totally uh, 100% agree with sometimes he looks completely out of control on that. But I would still say that Jokic is a much better player for the passing, the IQ of what he's got, of uh, the whole play scheme going on. I'm just saying this. If it's, uh, I've got the first overall pick between these two, I'm taking Jokic uh, just for what he did in the finals alone. I don't have to go any farther than that. But a 40 30 and 10, I think, or 40 20 and 10, or 30 20 and 10, triple double. The man is really unstoppable on offense of what all he can do. Now, Embiid does see more footwork uh, as far as back to the ball or back to the goal uh, playmaking like that. He seems more fluent. So I mean I don't really know what his point is on this comment, but I, I mean, Jokic is is better by far I think. I yeah, he's, far, he's, he's
2: praising he's praising Jokic. Um, he's, he's pretty much saying it's difficult to guard him. Okay, well then I
0: was taking yeah. that completely wrong then. Okay, yes I will yeah. agree with you then. Yeah, Jokic is by far uh, much more I would say a triple threat than Embiid is on this. Uh, he shoot, pass, dribble. I mean, from anywhere.
2: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's he's saying, yeah, he's pretty much saying like um, for, for Jokic, it's it's like art. You know, it's a multitude of things. Okay. So many things you have to worry about. You can't really just focus in on one thing. For Embiid, you kind of know, all right, face up at, at the free throw line. If he goes left, it's a dribble pull up. If he goes right, I'm just going to drive, go to the basket, get the foul.
0: Okay, You're I'm with you. Yeah I, yeah. yeah, I agree with that comment big time.
2: Yeah, so I, I read I think, that
0: wrong when uh, the control. I read that to control instead. I read it under control, and I'm my bad. I messed that up.
2: No, you're good. You're good. Um, I I agree. I agree with this quote. Obviously, you just look at the playoffs this year that just passed. Kind of really uh, puts everything in perspective, especially seeing both guys and mm-hmm. um, the success of and, and the failures of each each player this postseason, and how both of those guys were guarded. Jokic really couldn't be guarded. By anyone any defense man zone whatever zone matchup zone two three three two one three one whatever you want to do can't stop it. can't stop him because he gets most of his baskets in the high post he posts up he likes to go to the he likes to go to the rim he doesn't settle for jump shots if he gets a mismatch a smaller guy on him he posts them up um so it's just and, and then the passing and then he has high IQ basketball players around him like Aaron Gordon always at the dunker spot at the right time ready for the lob ready for the dime and you have and you got an elite guard in Jamal Murray they have so many things that their, their offense is, is so complex and there's mm-hmm. so many things you have to worry about first thing you got to screen action between Murray and and Jokic right that's obviously one of the best that's one of the best plays or the best play in basketball to say right now because they're the champions and then you got the cuts, the backdoor cuts, and, and 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 everything else being being into the fold. If you sag off, you open your at you in the corners, get past it. Right? It's just it's just too much to uh, to hone in and, and and really lock in on, especially if those if his teammates are knocking down the shots. Um, so yeah, this this is this is from Miles Stern. This is the guy that goes up against Embiid all the time in the Eastern Conference, and I think now we and we talked about this bringing in Nick Nurse, what things can Nick Nurse implement to kind of debunk this narrative or kind of I don't want to say stigma because MB's still a you know two time scoring champion MVP like it's not like he's just some you know bum <laughs> but he has to be able to do other things, be more of a willing passer. That's the next step for me for being in terms of his playmaking. He has to improve as a playmaker. He can't just just be a scorer. Um and have to get his guys involved and they create other ways to um get everyone going on the offensive side. Mm-hmm. So I want to see what, you know, what schemes and what plays will Nick Nurse and his coaching staff implement to make him be more of a dynamic all around offensive player, not just the scoring aspect, but also for the playmaking as well. Because as we know, Jokic, uh, best player in the game today. And uh, he does everything. He does everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um... I can understand what Miles Turner's saying, you know, from this from his perspective. You know, this is a guy that is an elite rim protector and a, an elite defensive player. So I can understand. And I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, we've seen. I'm not gonna say we've seen, Embiid like locked down, but I think that we have seen him like kind of contained. You know, especially in that second round when Philly played Boston and Embiid did a uh, did a pretty good job on him. Not saying that. Not saying that you can lock down it because I think I mean I've I've been on record saying Embiid is the best offensive big in the NBA today. But, you know, when you look at when you look at the perspective of Jokic and everything that he's able to do, I mean, you know, a lot of that is unguardable. You know, he doesn't have to score in order to make an impact in his game. You know, he can rebound. He can pass. You know, his his core vision is just so, so incredible. So it's like, you know, like he can impact the game from multiple perspectives. So when you are when you are a primary big, you know, primarily defending him, you know, that can be difficult because he's finding guys on backdoor cuts. He's he's finding guys off of stagger screens, off of flare screens, you know, for uh, for open for open perimeter shots. So, you know, he's, I mean, he's probably a point guard in a big body. So, I mean, it's just really incredible. So, I mean, to me, I don't, I don't think this is a knock on Embiid because obviously Embiid is great, but you know, I mean, we, we've all had this debate, I mean, especially, especially after the finals, you know, I think it's pretty clear that Yoke is just the best, obviously the best player in the NBA, but also the best center in the NBA as of right now. So like I said, I don't think it's a knock on Embiid because Embiid is incredible, but, like I'm sure for a guy like Miles Turner who has go, who has to go up against elite bigs on a nightly basis, you know, going up against Jokic is probably a different, probably just a different, you know, different thing.
2: Yeah, completely different beast. And yeah, it's just two artists, right? Two different styles. You know, one one you know paints the picture this way, um, the other does something different, and uh, just Jokic's style, as as we've seen. Produces championships. Mm-hmm. That's that's the style. And again, if you're a young center, if you're you know if you're a young center right now in, in, in eighth grade, middle school, high school, this is the guy to watch, man. Like this is really the guy to watch. This is the guy to learn from, bro. He's you know as the more championships, if he continues to win more championships, he's gonna change the game. He's gonna change the game, and, and he's he's young. Tall kids, whether it's international or um, in the states, they're gonna watch him play, and it's like, yo, I want to play like this guy, bro, because this guy gets everyone involved, and we all win. Everybody eats. Everybody eats mm-hmm. when you when you playing with Jokic. So uh, that's I put a tweet out earlier in the week. I'm like, when Binyama and Chet, like, yo, I mean. <laughs> This 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 is the guy. That I think watches. we're going into the, the era
1: of the bigs again, man.
2: I, yeah, absolutely, and I'm I'm happy, bro. I'm happy, man. And it, and it's and it's and again, it's it's the big it's the bigs of being dominant where you should be. Dominant, right? I, like, it's I really saw, it's
0: like a a point big, really. It's not big point centers. Yeah.
2: And I saw I saw a cat. You know, I saw a cat working out with, with Paul George in the clip. And let's like, you know, that that's a good bag to have, right? You know, at his side, for him to be able to do that at 6'11", right? And do, you know, tweens, like that's, that's a, he's gifted. He's gifted. You know what I mean? Like, but you already got Anthony Evers doing. <laughs> right. doing all of that. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the thing. So um, it's like that that's conflicting where I feel like it doesn't really need to be, but that's a good skill to add to your bag. No question. Uh, will it produce winning? That's the question. That's the real question. Um, so yeah for these young centers out here man women Yama check uh Cooper flag you have the young kid right now um that's, that's going crazy um and then the aau circuits um here in the states Listen, man if you want you want to get to it this this is the guy man nilecus the guy to watch
1: honestly that's that's a good debate because it kind of has me thinking so you know obviously over the last decade you know steph curry has changed the game you know with prolific three-point shooting you know you got guys like steph you know you got damien you got a lot of guys that you know that are shooting practically from like 20 feet you know beyond the three-point line so it's like are we like do you think that Jokic will have that same effect where it's like you know he's going to change the game obviously not from steph Curry's perspective but from his own perspective moving forward over the next possible decade
2: it's changed the game, and 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 this this is the point I wanted to make too. And I'm glad you I'm glad you you brought this up because I forgot to say this right. These teams in the league, you know, they're so I don't want to say lazy, but I feel like they're not original, right? You see Steph, and now you see Steph knocking down a bunch of threes, and the Warriors' motion offense transcended the game, right? But Steph is one of one. There's only one Steph Curry. There's only one Stephen Curry. There's no one like Steph. There's no one like Clay.
1: Like, like, even like right. there's,
2: there's, there's no one like that backcourt it's the, like it's they're an anomaly backcourt you've never seen anyone like them so for teams so for so for the other 29 teams in the league to say yeah let's play like the warriors when you don't have the type of talent that the warriors have is uh you're doing yourself a disservice really i mean you you're supposed to draft the player and use and play to their strengths that's okay. what the nuggets do you don't see you don't see Jokic shooting a bunch of threes I think he shoots like 35 36% which is like around league average cool cool why because let's what's his strengths high post low post going to the basket that's that's where he gets to it you're supposed to, when you have a great player when you draft a great player you don't tell him hey and again with these analytic guys and and, and like I'm I, no, I, I don't I don't dislike the analytic guys everybody needs a role but my thing Facts. is sometimes with the analytic people it's they, they sometimes have a hard question they they can never answer the question of why you know they'll throw a bunch of numbers at you and then when you ask them why they'll they, they have nothing to say so that's that's my only thing about them
1: but they're not watching it's literally numbers like see that's why for me is like you know like i mean like to me to me like the analytics and the items have to go hand in hand so like you know if you're saying like hey this guy has a true shooting percentage you need to back it up saying like you know why you know how is he able to operate how is he able to you know Release a shot, this and this and that. So it's like I get it, you know. And look, I I got a lot of respect for the analytic guys. I used, I used to, I I really used to diss them in the past. But I try to have like some type of respect because I feel like I feel like they should go hand in hand. But it's like you can't just look at the numbers, but then not actually watch the game. You know, really give like a pure analysis on like why you think this or like you know or why the numbers back that up. One
2: thousand percent scheme matters, man. Scheme matters. Mm. Scheme mat. It it really does. It it really does. And. These these teams, man, they just okay, let's let's shoot a bunch of threes and get layups. But that that's just that, that that doesn't mean you should play that way, though. Just because you see the Warriors play that way, doesn't mean you should play that way. Maybe find a way to stop them and bring your own different style, and maybe your style can defeat the Warriors style. How about that? That's what makes the game, that's what brings parity to the league. That's what makes the game more exciting. If all the teams are every team is shooting a bunch of threes you got big you got guys seven feet tall jacking up threes like now listen spacing is cool every once in a while situationally right situationally is cool but there's also other ways on the court that you can space for a big man free throw line dunker spot like those are also that's also spacing like it's just it's so crazy to me man watching these teams man with these big guys and they got like five rebounds they have they have more shot attempts from the three point line than rebounds what is like what is that like what, like, what is like that's disgusting to me bro like why are that's you, awful. Why are you Ooh, that's awful why you
1: because everybody everybody wants to play a five out offense that's how it is but you know
0: that's why we have 6 foot 9 centers too that are actually being able to maintain at center because you can space and shoot the three but yet rebounds, if everyone's shooting threes, rebounds, I bet you if you analytic this, whatever, would probably be 10 to 15 feet away from the, the rim when you get the rebound. So your bigs are not needing to be nearly as low as they usually are blocking out because it's a long rebound. Like a lot of times uh, threes who aren't a uh, three shooting team who misses a lot gives up a lot of runouts because it's those big rebounds and they're off on the on the races where oh, you flip. And so plus, think, and
1: plus on top of that, you know, a lot of bigs, you know, they're not they're not fast enough to really recover off of a miss. So right. So
0: I mean, I like that Some of the big shoot threes. It's always, uh, it's kind of like the pitcher in baseball getting a base hit in the nineties. You know, it's something. It's a rare anonymous and I'm not even gonna try a rare thing, a sighting. So it's fun to watch, but now it's almost not getting to be as rare. It's uh, people pulling it all the time, but. I do think, kind of going back to Jokic changing the game here, too, is because the bigs aren't just back to the goal dominant. You know, uh, They've got to be able to see the whole – got to be able to dribble for one thing now. I think he's changed it in that uh, perspective as well, which most bigs can dribble anymore. Uh, You've got to be able to run an offense as the point center. You've got to be able to look for the – you've got to be able to – I know this is so elementary to say, but – playing basketball at the elementary level, middle school, AAU, stuff like that, young, all you did is learn your play or your route on the play. Jokic is showing you that you need to know all five spots and what they're doing to make the whole play go out. Like He's a quarterback on the court. When he goes this way, he knows where uh, Michael Porter Jr. is sagging to the corner because that's the open guy, like – bigs can't just be big dominance. You have to be almost like a quarterback-style play as far as knowing what's – got to be like a point guard. That's why I keep saying that part, I guess, coming back. So it's changing everything. It's almost a four-out, five-in running the point to kick it out to the wings to shoot the three now, which is interesting and fun. Yeah, you know,
2: it's, it's, it's fun sometimes. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next. Well, let me
0: ask you this real quick. Do you think Embiid is, is capable of doing that? Being the point center,
2: I believe so. I believe so. I I've, seen, I've seen some clips, um, and again, you know the, the the Sixers. I believe they led the league last year in, in three point makes or three point percentage, one of those stats. So it's not like the spacing is not there, right? right? So that's not that's not the issue.
0: And really, let's I mean, let's go player for player in a way. Embiid and Jokic, if they're playing the same style, I mean, Embiid, if he can do it, that's great. Uh, you would have Jamal Murray would be, I guess, James Harden, or would you go Maxie on that?
2: I mean, it'd be, hard, it'd be Harden for now.
0: <laughs> okay, right. So then uh, Michael Porter Jr. would probably be Maxie as far as a setup shooter, or even uh, I'll say uh, Harris would be the Aaron Gordon. So their teams kind of yeah. are close. So, I mean, if Embiid could run that style, they have the lineup. To make
1: that
2: effective it had the lineup but here's the thing too it's it's, it's Harden is not a mid-range shooter like Murray Murray's willing to Murray could take that mid-range shot he'll mm-hmm. gladly he's a, he's a three-level scorer Harden you know he can't he obviously can hit mid-ranges when he first got to Houston when Kevin McHale was coaching him he used to take mid-ranges and he stopped doing it you know once again Tony came in there and helped him win the MVP he's like oh hey this is the style that works I'm gonna keep doing this cool right but he doesn't do it often so, mm-hmm. I think Maxi, Maxi could, Maxi can play in that in that mid range and get busy. So if they do, if they do move Harden, that'll be more of an interesting thing to see. Because like again, like if, if if he's setting the screen, and and the defender and the defender is stuck on that screen, and the big is right there, he's and he's giving him enough space. You take that shot. Like I don't care what. Like again, it's the same thing with the analytics too. They say they, the the mid range shot is a bad shot. Like, how are you telling me the mid-range shot is a bad shot when you look at the majority of the top ten scorers all time, they took mid-range shots? Dirk, Kobe, Jordan, Olajuwon.
1: Even some of the best scorers today, like Kevin Durant, uh, Devin Booker. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm like, again,
2: like, you know, like, Exactly. Exactly. So when these analytic guys say the mid-range is a bad shot, it, it's not. It's the—it's honestly the most open shot in today's game because of how everybody's so caught up on the threes and just getting layups. Um, so it's just sad that uh, it's kind of a lost art. Even though that's been the art that's produced the most championships. You look at the greatest players—that's what they have in their bag. Okay. Okay. They all have—they all have that in their yeah. They all have that in their bag. So, um, Murray. Their teams are similar, but the Nuggets team—they have their IQ is. <laughs> -hmm. Head and shoulders. I'm talking about all those other guys. Head and shoulders above anything. I think think they just have more weapons
1: offensively too. Like even even like in the supporting cast. Hmm.
2: It's it's yeah it's the it's the it's the weapons, but it's also that IQ man. Like again, Aaron Gordon, bro. I mean, you guys, you know, take some time. You guys get some get some free time and watch his highlights and how he played this year.
1: Oh yeah, he 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 improved tremendously.
2: Bro, he's just always at the right spots. He knows when is about to get doubled, and Jokic, as soon as he gets the ball, he'll he'll see him real fast. Touch pass, dunk, lobs. Like it's just no one. They're not no one. No other team was playing like that, right? You know, and even honestly, right? And
1: even like honestly, like in the finals, you know, I, I remember a few plays. You know, Jokic bringing the ball down the court, and then like like Aaron Gordon immediately goes to the post because Jokic is really great at making entry passes. So I mean, like you know, it's really just going to the right spots at the right time.
2: Bro, that's, that's what I'm saying. I, high iq bro high iq the nuggets their, their players have high if you don't have high iq they're not playing Playing is simple because Jokic is yoke is like yo bro this, this guy doesn't get it <laughs> he doesn't get it he can't be on the me. he just doesn't understand it so it's clip. he's gonna have to sit on the bench uh so yeah man that's that's what you need very high iq basketball players um and that's why the Nuggets champs uh, let's get to another topic here um nba news this, this is an interesting one nick, nick has talked about this a little bit it's kind of this kind of ties in also with, with michael being a heat fan Oh, uh, brian windhorse uh reporter espn you know he's all over oh him. man
1: quote oh man I really so i got
2: the lebron's ever had is kyrie irving nick what's your thoughts
1: so I'll be honest. So I'll say this. So like a few weeks ago, I was working on a um, a Dwayne Wade article. That article should be out really, really soon. And I went back and I was watching some of these games. <sighs> Dang, man. like D-Wade as a second option behind LeBron was special. You know, I know a lot of guys will say, you know, he took a step back, you know, because obviously, you know, he was the number one option for Miami for seven years before LeBron got there. He won a championship with the team alongside Shaq and those other guys. But D-Wade wasn't no scrub. You know, I was actually watching a few games. One of the games was in 2012. This is when the Heat played Indiana. And I think LeBron and D-Wade both had, like, 40 points each in that contest, which was, like, absolutely crazy. Like, But, like, for D-Wade to be able to get to his spots in the mid range, for him to attack, you know, D-Wade had tremendous size, you know, being able to get to the basket with his, with his, his um, athleticism. Honestly, I might I might have a change of <laughs> I might have a change of opinion on this one, man. I might have to rock with LeBron and D. Wade, man. Look, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Kyrie. Kyrie's my guy. I think that LeBron and Kyrie were spectacular together. You know, during the time, I was obviously the game that sticks out is that Game Five in 2016 against Golden State, where they both dropped 40 points each or 41 each. But D. Wade was a really phenomenal Robin alongside LeBron, and without his presence on the team, you know, saying I think honestly, we may look at LeBron's career differently because I mean, obviously, I mean, it's like, it's like, I mean, we, we mentioned last week CJ about about the 13 year anniversary of the, of the decision and like, you know, how that molded LeBron to be in who he is today, because, you know, obviously with him growing in maturity, being able to understand what it really takes to really win a championship and win at a high level. So DUA was very crucial, like, you know, in so many ways for LeBron. So, I might have a change of I might have a change of opinion. I know I said about a month ago that I would choose Kyrie and Bron because of how spectacular they are, but honestly, man, D Wade and like his impact on LeBron's career, man, I, I don't think I don't think that needs to be ignored.
0: CJ, you want to go next? Me? Well, I will say this. <clears throat> Okay, I'm going to be, I guess, a little bit of a coaching head on this. Kyrie is more versatile, has more weapons, more uh, handle skill set than Dwayne Wade. I don't think that's questionable as far as what handles he's got, what he can do. As far as saying the word paired, LeBron and Wade was teammates. Wade, you know, we have the picture of the law where he's not even looking, rolling off the court, going out of the, the baseline, and LeBron's sky dunking it they almost showed like they were brothers out there playing. Like they knew exactly what each other was doing. They had the football passes from LeBron, the full court, where Wade was laying it in. They were on the same page clicking all the time. And I love that you said he was a good Robin because when I think of Kyrie and LeBron, I almost think of it as two Supermans just trying to figure out who's going to score when. And, yes, they made to the championships, and, yes, they won a couple of rings, Actually, I think they only won one, but I never felt like they were teammates. I remember Wade talking one time about after uh, games during the off days, they would all go to the movies together. Like they just had the the family, I don't know, atmosphere, culture, the culture, Yeah, camaraderie that they were. They wanted to hang out. They wanted to be together. We even had Birdman with the uh, what was it? The Harlem Shake video together, like, you know, These guys, not only did they play together, they hung out together. Like, this was a family. And that's why I think Wade and LeBron is a better pairing than ever as far as team-wise. And that's where I'm going to coach. Like, they connected so much more on a different level to play together. They knew where they were at all times. When it comes to Kyrie and LeBron, it's always – to me, it was LeBron's got the ball. He's going to do his thing and try to score. Okay, Kyrie's got the ball. It's an ISO, He's going to try to do his thing and score. They want to ring. I'm. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's just not for me. So that's why I'm going to go with Wade and LeBron.
2: Yeah, three for three, three for three here, and it's man, their chemistry. Like I mean, you guys, you guys pretty much said everything. <laughs> like the, the chemistry was so elite between Bron and Wade during that mm-hmm. time, and I don't know. Maybe it's just because you know those were the years where Bron got his first. His first championship after, you know, the, the years of, of scrutiny me when it was going to happen. Um, and the, just just how they, they were just so good, man, uh, in Miami. And all, all the plays that, that Michael just talked about, the Christmas Day game, they were just throwing lobs off the backboard against the Lakers. Uh, the 27-game um, win streak that they had second most all time. Nick and I talked, talked a lot about this yesterday, uh, last week on um, the decision 13-year decision anniversary. And... Like like the, the, the Kyrie, it was just their their moment. I would say it was more special, right? Because down three one seventy three and nine, odds are stacked against us. Forty one piece each. Let's do. Draymond got suspended, but no one really cares because it's like okay, Draymond got suspended. Steph and Clay couldn't win one game without Draymond. Okay, they couldn't. They get it done. Cleveland first championship in, in Cleveland in five decades. You know, the moment, the moment was more special between what Kyrie and, and LeBron did. Games, like the block and the shot. Like, we remember that more than we remember some of the other things that happened in Miami. I do remember a lot that happened in Miami, too. Like A lot, a lot. in Miami. People say, hey, listen to Ray Allen shot, but it's, it's about being down. How about being down like 15 and coming back before that shot in the first place on the brink of elimination. Uh, LeBron led that comeback. Headband came off. we crazy. We all know 37 and 10 in game seven. Um, gentlemen sweeping KD, Russ and Harden. I know they were young, but that, I mean, looking back, that's pretty, imp- it's pretty down,
1: impressive. Down 3-2 against Boston that year brown goes
2: for 45. so it's like it's each 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 pairing has a lot of moments but i think obviously this the, the uh 3-1 is more special and then who they went up against as well uh you know pretty much you know avoiding the perfect season for golden state and doing it the way they did it i get it but yeah i mean braun and, and 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 wade man uh just those the the cam the camera chem, the, chem, the chemistry was unmatched. The chem, and then also defensively too. Right? You know, like we, we love we love the offense, but also it's like them getting stop their their stops turning into buckets. And, and when they got the stops, Haslam
0: man, he was awesome.
2: Has Haslam, you know, did, you know did some solid things during that time. But but yes, it's just just the way they played defensively, man, and. And then Wade having bronze back after every you know all the the backlash that LeBron got when he went to Cleveland I mean when he went to Miami there was a lot of backlash getting booed at every single arena that year every arena Wade had his back uh without Wade you may not even get the Kyrie LeBron pairing uh maybe maybe LeBron doesn't even feel like he has that uh the type of confidence to go back to Cleveland and try to win one for Cleveland if it doesn't happen in Miami first so they're they're both you know, so connected, obviously, because they have one common denominator. But um, it's just when it goes to the factor of just again, like I said, that that chemistry between Bron and Wade, I just think was unmatched. So uh, it's very close. It's very close. But I'm, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with LeBron and
1: Wade. Yeah, I don't think it's that close. But I'm I'm glad we all agree. Well, I mean, I mean, CJ really broke it down. It's like that moment of the Cavs beating the Warriors. So, I mean, look, I mean, the Warriors, 73 wins, I mean, that team was superior. You know so I'm saying? We talk about Stephen Curry, who was a unanimous MVP that year. Clay Thompson had a good year. Draymond had a good year. They had a great supporting cast. Andre Iguodala, Andrew Bogut, Sean Livingston, you know, so the list goes on and on. So that moment in particular, to me, I guess it's like, you know, people. I guess that's why people kind of go with it. But it's like, I guess you can understand. But I guess, I mean, but it's like, I feel like you can't really ignore, like, the overview of that four-year run of Miami. You know, they lost to Dallas that first year, came back and overcame, you know, all the trials and tribulation that, that they went through ended up beating OKC. And people even forget that 2013 year when they played against San Antonio, like, I thought San Antonio pretty much had the edge for most of the series. Because you got to remember, like, Miami, Miami never led in that series. You know, they lost game one, one game two, lost game three, one game four, then lost game five. So they went back to Miami down 3-2. And on top of that, going into the fourth quarter, I mean, it's like CJ said, you know, they were down double digits, so they were on the brink of losing that series. So people may look at it like, oh, man, Ray Allen hit the biggest shot, but it's like, you got to look at everything that goes into that, you know, LeBron sparking that comeback, you know, they got great production from guys like Mario Chalmers, Chris Bosch, um, and, and the other guys as well, so it's like, you got to look at the Bad overview of it. Bad St. Battier as well. So it's like, you know what I'm saying, like, so it's like, you got to look at, like, the overview of that of that year. Then, of course, I mean, 2014, you know, I think I mean, obviously, twenty fourteen wasn't really that great. After that, but it's like when you look at the overview of that four year run, and then particularly like those two years in between the twenty seven game winning streak. Um, obviously LeBron was an elite defender in those years. Like, I think, I think, I think, it was, I think it was one of those years where he got snubbed from um, from Defense Player of the Year because Marcus Allen ended up winning it. But like, yeah, it it is the same. But it's like you know when you look at the overview of like those four years in particular like that run was incredible and look I'm not trying to take nothing away from what Kyrie and LeBron did because I mean in, in the three years, in the three years that they had they were incredible. You know the first year obviously Kyrie went down in game one so a lot of people a lot of people will argue to say that you know that was the reason why the Cavs lost. But then coming back into um in year two and then you know with them putting on a show was incredible. But you know with LeBron and D Wade in that four-year run to me I just feel like you know wade complimented lebron so well because he understood his role i kind of i kind of agree with what michael says when it says like you know like like these are like kind of two scar like these are like kind of two stars like you know trying to see you know who will score the most or whatever like Mm -hmm. d wade understood his role and he made that sacrifice because i mean let's be real he was at the peak of his career when lebron came along and for him to say you know what you are the better player than me we're not going to be able to win a championship Unless you lead the way and then for him to take a step back, I feel like I feel like I feel like that doesn't get praised enough because, like I said, he was at the peak of his career and he made that sacrifice for the better of the team. So and so to me, that I feel like that plays a role in the reason why that four year run for Miami with Bronny Dwayne leading the way was just more superior.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. A couple more topics here until we get to our uh, our picks our pick segment. It, it's kind of this is kind of a combination of both, but I'm, I'm gonna bring both up here. Got gotta get you guys' thoughts on this, man. Uh, and I, I saw this circulating around the news, and it's, it's getting it's getting crazy. This is uh, a Western Conference assistant GM.
1: Again, Jesus anonymous
2: said so LeBron didn't get this much hype coming out, but Victor seems built for it. So, Michael, when you, when you see this, what, what's your thoughts
1: on, on this quote? Hang on. Hang on a quick. I'm, I'm going to go first real quick, Michael. This this is yeah, this, this, this this is crazy. Do people not remember St. Vincent, St. Mary High School? You had guys like Allen Iverson. You had guys like Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, a lot of Tracy McGrady. A lot of these superstars coming to see a 16-year-old LeBron James. Like, it was so crazy. Like, they couldn't fit everybody in the actual, like, high school gym. They had to move to a bigger arena. Like, that was how big LeBron was. And look, I like Victor Wimbiyama. He's a great talent. You know, I think he's going to be great for the NBA moving forward. But what do people be talking about here, man? Like, like, bro, like, you have these people in the front offices, bro, like, not, not understanding what – like, bro, LeBron – I don't think people realize how much pressure it was for LeBron to be great, and it's like I don't think we give him enough credit for exceeding expectations, bro. Because for a number one pick coming out of high school with all that pressure on him, you know, he wore the number twenty three. It was always those comparisons to Jordan from the beginning. Obviously, to me, I'm mean, obviously to me, I think the MJ's a go for it. But for LeBron to exceed expectations, winning four championships, getting to eight straight NBA finals, you know, even going into year twenty one still known as like one of the best players in the nba going at 38 going going on 39 years old later on this year i don't think that gets talked about so it's like bro like bro at 15 16 years old this guy was a superstar already like you know what i'm saying like it was already there like people already predicting him to be like the greatest you know move forward you know or have their own opinion so i don't understand this take of lebron didn't get this much hype coming coming out or coming into the NBA because that's just utterly ridiculous, especially when you have superstar NBA players going out of their way to go to Akron, Ohio, or wherever it was to go see this 16, 17-year-old play basketball. Like, it's, it's, it's insane.
0: I'll say this. LeBron James is the only reason why I have known that if you play in high school basketball and it's going to be televised, your tattoos can't show. Like to, to, to even say that he didn't have this much hop, like LeBron was over everything in high school. Like as a person, the man is it's amazing that he has kept his head on his shoulders because of all the hype he had coming from high school and what kind of career he's had. So, I mean, praise him for that, that, I mean, he's, he's been a faithful husband. He's been a, a wonderful dad with all the hype that he's had on everything with a, with the whole upbringing of the publicity that he did have in high school. To me, this is just a man in the Western Conference that is an assistant general manager that is looking to try to get quoted to be relevant. I mean, yeah, Victor has had quite a bit of exposure. The man's seven foot four and plays well. Like, I mean, he, he can go tween, tween behind the back, jump shot, he can shoot a three and do a tip dunk on his own shot. Like that is great, but to say that LeBron James didn't have the hop as this, that's just I mean, that's just stupid. Uh whoever this is that said that, uh don't ever say anything in front of media again, in my opinion.
1: Also, like just a side note, man, stop being stu- I, I I really hate these anonymous people that say these quotes, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if, if you're gonna say something, man, like, you know, put your name out there, man. Like don't 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 hide from anything, man. I like I I hate these quotes and then it says oh anonymous player anonymous gm like bro like just say who you are bro
2: Yeah, it's, 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 it's so e- it's so easy to make these quotes and, and not not show your not know your face you no know, one knows who you are not know your name yeah the media this is nasty work this is nasty work for the media man and obviously you know this is assistant gm so uh obviously this intertwined into the league too
0: it's, it's gonna crazy. be something from golden state
2: they, they're trying. They're trying to make him. Uh, they're trying to. They're trying to turn Winyama, They're trying to build as much hype as possible. They want him to be the next LeBron, right? They want him to be the next guy for the next 20 years that everyone's going to talk about, win a bunch of championships. This is what they when they when they start to have these quotes and these conversations about hype and I saw Ryan Winhorst say that that Yama was more skilled than LeBron coming out. You know all these types of you know crazy quotes. This is what they're doing. They're trying to build him up. They, they, they The media says LeBron is on the way out. They're looking for that next guy. This is what they do. They want to see. They want to know if Victor's the next guy. Can he be the next guy? I mean, he has all the talent. Definitely, he's a he's a seven-four two-way three-level scorer. <laughs> it's like it's like it's he's an anomaly, right? He's, he's different. He's different. So, um, a lot of things have to go right, though. A lot of things have to go right. Team building. Pop's not going to be there forever. So who's ever going to be the head coach after Pop? That's a big deal. The guy's only 19. Pop's in his mid-70s. So whoever's going to be the next head coach for the Spurs, that's a big deal. There's so many different variables and, and things that have to go that we don't see right now. So when you put so much hype on someone like this, it's, it's I, I really don't like it. For me as a fan, I just want to see him play well and, and ball out. And we'll, we'll see how great he is. We're going to find out real fast. Um, it's obviously going to take some time uh, for him to be, like, elite elite level, but no one's ever going to have the same hype as LeBron. I mean, I know that's what they're trying to do, but mm-hmm. they put high school games on ESPN because of LeBron. That, that, was, that, that wasn't that was something that been going on before. That's, that's literally the reason why they have high school games on ESPN now. That's because of LeBron James. So to say that, you know, LeBron didn't get this much hype coming out I feel like this assistant GM maybe he just started watching basketball like ten years ago, five years ago. I don't know. I don't know. It just it says a lot. It says a lot. It just shows the IQ of some of these guys that work in these uh these organizations. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's it's crazy. It's crazy, man. Um, everything everything you guys said was, was facts. You know, for him to live, he exceeded all the expectations. Like, okay, did he win six championships and six tries? And didn't go to game seven. No. Okay. He didn't do he didn't do that. You know, that that that's what set Jordan apart. And LeBron has things that sets him apart. That's the beauty of the game. So man, I, I'm just I'm rooting for I'm rooting for Winminyama because the media, you know, they're already on this, they're they're doing some nasty work right now. Uh they're they're really trying to turn him into like say he's gonna be the next guy, the next LeBron. I wish nothing like like you said for the last month. I want him to be successful. He went to the perfect team. It's not like again, he didn't go to Cleveland. Like LeBron went to a struggling franchise and made them made them it. And now Spurs have been struggling since they've, a while. Been struggling. they've been they've been struggling the last six years. But they still got one of the best head coaches um, of all time coaching there. That just goes to show you need talent and they just haven't had the talent uh there. So it's just so many factors. So I was, I was Brick to the best for real. And um, I don't, I don't see the hype being, the hype isn't anything close. And this is also pre-social media. Like LeBron was getting all this hype before social media as well. So even without the social media factor, LeBron still had more, was still talked about sports illustrated, had the chosen one tattoo on his, like it was, it was everybody knows all these types of things. The, the more than a game doc, uh, movie documentary that's a classic documentary with drake on there and, and what forever that's so that's so and, and that's just like that's that's just the that's i just think there's so a cool.
1: movie out right now isn't it of lebron i think i think there is a movie out about about that same visit team i think there is
2: oh it might be it might it might be i think so I, yeah, that,
1: maybe peacock i think so i think something. it is peacock yeah
2: Yo, that more that more than a game, and that dropped in 2010. <laughs> I yeah, remember that. Yeah. On, what? What when in, Le- in the, the the forever video with LeBron in there playing poker, playing online poker. It was, yeah, yeah. was a classic moments, man. It was a classic moments. So, yeah, man, it's just, it's not even it's not even close. It's not even close. And everybody that's been watching basketball for the last 20 years will tell you that. If they don't tell you that, they're a bot.
0: That's like I'm, on, I'm even going to go here. And you guys know I hate LeBron as a player. I don't think Victor's on the same level as far as what he can do on a court as LeBron at high school.
2: Yeah, yes, play, I mean, playmaking is not even close.
0: Yeah. Excuse me. So I mean, to act like, to me, to say that he's the next LeBron right now is 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 dumb in itself. But to even compare them to
1: it is. They've been calling everyone the next LeBron. They call Zion the next LeBron. Everyone's known as the next LeBron.
0: Well, I would say I think Le- Zion would have had the best chance to be like LeBron at that time. But it's, his injuries obviously has hindered that big time. Plus his baby mama and, and girlfriend and, and the whole nine yards of <laughs> all that. But So, uh, yeah, I just think this is almost too much to even talk about on this as far as this comparison this assistant general manager, there's a reason that he didn't say his name on this because even he knew it was stupid.
2: He, exactly, exactly. And this transitions right back to another topic of women. And this, this is insane to me. This, is, look, 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 look at the, you guys. Oh, are. These. Look, 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 when I read this one, man. This is just, this is just wild, bro. That that people, people are really saying stuff like this. Um, Oh, we go. I just can't. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Rick Bucher, man, is making a lot, of, making a lot of waves. So a Western Conference scout expects the Spurs to load manage Victor Wembanyama. Quote: He is only 19 and he needs developmental work for translation to the NBA. I would expect both load management and competition management. Spoon feed him and a cautious diet of challenges early in his career. You guys, you guys who? What you guys? What you guys? This is the
1: same low,
2: low management for a rookie. What are we doing?
1: For a nineteen-year-old too. This is the same argument that I've been having with you know multiple people. It's like I feel like in a way, coaches, teams, and parents try to do too much to protect the players rather than just letting them go out there and compete. It's like, you know, it, it kind of goes back to the conversation that, that I, that I heard, like, you know, some weeks ago before the summer league started, they were like, Hey, Victor with should not play in the summer league. And I'm like, why not? Like, why should he not play in the summer league? Like, you know, it's like, bro, like we have to stop hindering these players from actually competing. It's like, it's like, I get it. You know, we want, we want to, you know, we, we, we want to prevent injuries from happening, but it's like, it's a part of the game. Like, you know what I'm saying? These are professional or these are athletes at the end of the day. So it's like, I don't understand like this whole load management and stuff like that. It's, it's kind of funny because it's like, if y'all, if y'all so into load management now, like, you know, y'all could have kept Kawhi back five years ago. Well, I mean, you know what I'm i saying? was about like, to say this. Can, do we ahead. even
0: have numbers that says that load management actually works? Cause to me in the past five years, we've had superstars, all-stars, star-stars mm-hmm continuously getting hurt and can't participate in the playoffs. So, I mean, is there load management even working for anything? Because I think back into the 90s and the early 2000s, you played hurt because you wanted the ring. So I don't know if – I don't want to say anyone's not tough anymore or what, but, like, the more load management's, I feel like we have, the
1: more injuries we're having. Oh, I'll let us change the game. I mean, because, look, so, I mean, once – once Toronto implemented that with him, and then they saw they saw how he was able to win a championship that year. I think everyone's trying to have that same formula, and it doesn't work all the time. Obviously, I mean, because let's be real, we haven't seen a team that has done low management, low management win a championship since. I mean, I'm sure Giannis has missed games, you know, throughout the season. I'm sure Steph has done the same. is or I, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't know if Jokic has missed a lot of games, but
2: it doesn't. Matter. I don't know. I would yeah, say Warriors
1: so, last year would probably be your best as
0: far as load management since the Raptors, just because they were older, you know. Probably, but I, mean, even,
1: but I mean, even like Steph, Steph didn't really miss a lot of games because right. of, of injury. Yeah. I mean, or, or, or because of load management.
2: Right. right. Yeah, he had the shoulder injury, but what, yeah, exactly. It wasn't like he they were sitting in because he was 35. Like. <laughs> right. <laughs> load management started in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. It started with the Spurs. With,
0: first. with yeah. Leonard, but.
2: Right. They oh, yeah, they like, sure yeah, did. Because,
0: yeah,
1: because, yeah. Actually, you know what? I, I don't know if people remember this, but I remember it was one year. I think I remember the Spurs were getting ready to play the Heat, and then Pop just like, fl- like, just let Tim Duncan, Everyone, and Tony Parker, yeah. and Popovich just fly home. They got, they got fined for that, too. It was crazy. Mm-hmm.
2: This is, this is where little, man, I honestly, I hate this term so much. It's one of the, the terms I really dislike um, in, the, in the game of basketball. And now we're talking about, you know, load management for a 19 year old player, bro. Oh uh, man, like when you when you think about the and this is why the, these old heads and the old generations they they, they call these players they complain, you know, so yeah, they call them soft and, and weak and stuff like that. And and truthfully, it's not the player. This is this is a team decision. And, Again, this and this is what people that is the think thing. About, this is a team decision. This is a team decision. This isn't a player decision. This I also want to differentiate. The difference it's not like the players like uh you know ah my ankle gotta sit out for five games this is a team thing you know what i mean this is this is the spurs we're saying team mm-hmm. so uh um, right. it's bad i don't i'm not a, like when, why, are we, you know, why are we talking about little management for a rookie it's just is it because of his frame like i just feel like it has to be because of his frame right
1: probably has to, has to be, be. but it's is like that, but it's like I mean, like he hasn't proven anything to even get like low management opportunities, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? Like this is your first year in the league. Like you should you should look to play all 82.
2: And look at the second sentence, man. Look, this second sentence.
1: Is crazy, spoon bro. feed him. No, no, the, this,
2: this the second one. He said, "I would expect a low man and competition." What's competition? Oh, yeah. What does competition <laughs> management mean? <laughs> he's so mean good that
1: indeed But I mean, but that's the thing. Like, like does that mean that like he's not going to practice a lot or like you know like what does that mean?
0: I think it's more of a mental game there that, like, hey, when you go up against a big center, we may not let you have competition to get beat up and bullied ball, basically, to show that you are weak right now. I'll be honest with you. When I read this, it tells me two things. They're worried about his frame size of him getting hurt, and two, they're kind of tanking with this as the excuse, hey, we've got Victor, let's not win so many. Let's get another draft pick and try to keep building with this process
1: is what I hear.
2: No. Competition management? What
1: the? What I'm, is I'm, that? I'm, I'll be. I'm, I've never heard of that. <laughs> this yo, is new.
2: Like, yo, like this is crazy. This is new. This is crazy. Spoon feed him. Spoon feed him a cautious diet of challenges. What? Oh. Listen, man. I think really. I think what happens is these teams, these executives, they overthink stuff, and. Uh, this doesn't make any sense to me. How can he get better if he's not playing? How can he get better if he's not playing, bro? I don't get it. You want him to go up against the best players in the league to get better so he can watch film? Okay, this is what I need to do against player X. Maybe I need to play this way against player. So, X. what?
1: So, what? So, like, so, so like, if they were to I'm play, to oh. so, 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 if the Spurs play the Nuggets. And like like a regular Wednesday night, they're just gonna sit Wimby and not allow him to play against Jokic. That's crazy.
2: If, if this if this if this is yo, if this is the move, if these teams start doing this, man, yo, I, man, my interest for basketball will will diminish, bro. I'm dead serious. This is this is trash. This is trash. I mean, you you, but, you play you draft you just draft this guy, and now we're already talking about managing him his his, his games. He's 19. He's a young guy.
1: And on top of that, it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, with Wemby there, like, they're going to sell tickets. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, if Wemby's not playing, like, a lot of people are not going to want to buy tickets to go watch the Spurs play. I mean, and
2: look, don't get me wrong. I mean, the young talent is good, but Mm -hmm. people are going to go to Spurs games to go see Victor (laughs) Wembyama. Exactly. Exactly. So, this, this, uh, Western, these Western Conference, uh, scouts and GM got a lot to say. They have a lot to say, man. I hope they're on some winning teams. For all this, uh, all these folks they're spewing out this week because uh, that's a, that's an insane. Those are insane quotes, man. Competition. What is the, what like? Competition management is a crazy term, bro. It's I already thought right this move was crazy.
0: That's for his um, mental period.
2: But honestly, all that's gonna do is hurt him and change his mindset, and be like, it's gonna shift his mindset of how you should see the game, man. Honestly, if I'm his agent and representatives. This might be a if this is really what the Spurs do, again, this is just I think this is just an opinion of this this scout. I don't know if they're really gonna do this. He's probably going off of what they've done in the past. But again, Tim those guys were older.
1: Exactly. Those
2: guys were significantly older.
1: I think I think um, Tim Duncan played all 82 in his first year. And I mean, I know I know I know I know that was a different time. That was in the late 90s, but still.
2: But it's like in today's game with the science and, and better better treatment. You should be playing All-82 as well. More than the, the guys and your, your predecessors that didn't have the type of technology, that didn't have the type of science, modern science and medicine that they, these guys have today. Uh, the facilities that these guys are training in on a daily basis. All-82 should be a given. First off, that's your like job. <laughs> it's your job, right? You, like, you can maybe miss a couple of days of work. Okay, it happens, but... You're missing fifty game, fifty days of work. Like you're getting, you're getting packed up in the real world. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so you're getting packed up in the real world. Yeah. You, miss 50 you don't days. have a job. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So this is, uh, this is, this is insane. This isn't the same quote, bro. And uh, this, is, this is the, this is the trend that these teams are going though.
0: These. This teams. is a pampered NBA.
2: Ah, uh, you know, These man, these teams. These teams, but it's these like under- what what they need to start it's bringing like- in some guys from the old school era, bro, that understood that played back in the day, and, and really whether it's in the executive role or in the coaching role. But I think more so in the executive role because they make more of the power decisions. Mm-hmm. Because this is this is insane.
1: But it's like what what more can you do though? Because it's like the NBA is already reduced back to back games, like compared to what compared to what it used to be. So it's like. Players are not already not playing as much throughout the other week as they used to back maybe a decade ago. So it's like, what what more can you do? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't understand it, especially for a 19 year old. Like like that's crazy. Like he should have the energy to be able to play every night,
2: every single night, bro. Like I said, he's are one of the youngest players in the league. <laughs> like, why are we managing the games? This is wild. This is wild. All right. That was to wrap up the NBA news for the week. Let's get into our segment. This is right here. Who will MNC choose? Mm. So we got a couple. We got a couple of uh, a couple of graphics here, and uh, you know we're gonna get the thoughts of uh, Michael and Nick and myself. And we're going to see what, uh, what we're choosing, bro. We're going to pull up the first image right now. Yes, so sir. Our Facebook page. Uh, shout out to our Facebook page. Over 200 likes on the page now, 200 followers, shout, shout, to
1: shout
2: out. to Facebook. Yes, sir, doing big things, doing big things over there on the book. I was
0: going to ask you if you're actually going to use our Facebook ah.
1: picture. What's that?
0: I was going to ask CJ if he's using our Facebook post on this or if he's, you know, from somewhere else.
2: No, he's in our post. Good, <laughs> good.
0: Why wouldn't
2: would we? Well. <laughs> Here we go. Team A is uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Kevin uh, – team one, excuse me. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett. Team two is Tim Duncan, A.I. Stockton, Braun, and Shaq. Team three is Jokic, Giannis, Magic, Jordan, and Dirt. And team four is Malone, Bird, Steph, Wade, and Akeem Olajuwon. We're going to start with Nick. looks look real focused. He does look focused. I'm
1: going to be real, man. Team three kind of fair. Team three a little unfair, man. I mean, you talk about a, din- a dynamic front quarter like Nikola Jokic and Dirk Nowitzki. Mean, I mean, I'll be real. Dirk's probably one of the best scoring bigs the NBA has ever seen. You got one of the greatest passes in the NBA, or in my opinion, the greatest passer in NBA history, Imagine Johnson. Then you got the GOAT, Michael Jordan. Then you got Giannis Antetokounmpo. To me, I- I'll be real. That- that's like a team full of chicos if you ask me. So I'll probably go rock with them. Michael, what about
2: you?
0: Absolutely, uh, I'm on. Actually, you can't see in the comments, but on there, I, I agreed with Chad that uh, one of my buddies—he uh, put three, two, one, and 4 as his uh, order in all four of them here. But yeah, I think three is like by far the standout on this team. Uh, you've got nothing but scorers on the team with magic passing to whoever, and of course Jokic who can pass to anyone as well. Uh, it's hard to stop Dirk, and he's not the best one on that team, so. Yeah, team three, uh, hands down, big time on that one.
2: Man, we're agreeing a lot today. We're agreeing a lot today. When I first saw this, I was like, yeah, man, I got to go with team three. Just the I'm surprised Nick didn't go with team
0: four,
1: but carry on, CJ. Oh, I mean, there's, there's a particular reason why I don't, man. Uh, Carmelo's on that team. I'm not rocking with that one. Sorry.
2: I'm not rocking with like Lam- 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 Malone. Team three is very versatile. Um, the spacing could be an issue. You no, know, Jordan wasn't a great three-point shooter. Obviously, if he played today's era, he'd be a better three-point shooter. Right. He didn't have people. to shoot the three. Exactly. Exactly. Dirk, even though people love to annoy Dirk as a you know a stretch four or the he's still again like I said earlier, he got most of his buckets in the mid-range. That's because he's he's a top ten scorer all the time. Jokic be stretch. Jokic, we talked about you know just. At nauseam earlier Giannis elite slasher magic with the vision I mean it's just it's just too dynamic it's just too versatile man you got the defense with, with, with Jordan magic and Giannis you got the passing with Jokic and magic and and uh Giannis you just leave on Giannis yeah Giannis man, underrated passer and Jordan too honestly for a new retired most most assists by shooting guard in NBA history yeah, I got this. Is I got I gotta go with Team Three, man. Um, I like Team One. Mm-hmm. I like Team One, but you have got Magic Six Nine point guard, right? And I feel like they just match up well with everyone else. Really, no one, no one could guard Shaq, But it would be a tough, it would be a tough battle between him and Jokic. It's not like Jokic is just gonna just lay down <laughs> oh, offensively. He's gonna he's gonna do everything, and Dirk obviously is elite there. Um, yeah, this, I feel like it's not even close. Team three. Right. So let's rank them if y'all don't care. Let's, let's,
0: okay. uh, one, two, three, four if you don't care. All right.
2: no, I, I, go, I go team three, first pick, second pick. Uh, I think team one and
0: two is very close. Uh, earlier in the week, I said two, but looking at it a little bit more, okay. KD and uh, Kobe as far as your scores. I'm kind of leaning with
1: two. I'm kind of leaning with two because of like you know, because obviously I mean, Shaq is a cheat code too. Like you know, you can't Mm -hmm. stop that man. But it 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 is tough though.
2: I'm gonna say team one would be my second choice: Kobe and KD, Garnett and 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 Kareem, Mm -hmm. Chris Paul, Diamond guys up. And this is I know they got the clip. I know they got Clipper jersey in there, but Hornets, Chris Paul.
1: That was the MVP candidate.
2: Yeah, that, was, that yeah. was a different level. He was, he was on a different level. Uh, so I would go, yeah, team three, team one, and then.
0: Uh, it's two. Two and four.
2: And like, four. Yeah. yeah it, two
0: and four, man. Poor team four. Like, they got great players, but it's like no super, superstar. I, mean, I don't want to say well, I mean, that. <laughs> that don't sound right. <laughs>
2: yeah, I get you. Got Larry Bird. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. To me, three. I want to say now probably one, two, and four, but one and two are so close. I'm okay either way on that, really. Because Stockton and Duncan in a pick and roll or even Shaq in a pick and roll, AI is going to get whatever he can get in the isos. LeBron is LeBron, period. Team two is solid as well.
2: well we got Kobe going or AI.
0: Well, AI oh, yeah.
2: guarding Kobe. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Kobe. man. Good
0: night. If Come you're on, worried man. about spacing, though, I think Team Two would be a little bit troublesome as far as spacing as well.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So definitely.
0: I'm going to give Team One yeah. the edge on that. I'm talking with. them. I say, at least three, one, two.
1: at least with Team One, you can play four out, one in mm-hmm. per se. So I'll go. I'll go Team Three, number one. I'll go. I'll probably go Team One as number two, then Team Two, and then Team Four. Man, we are
0: all on the same page. All on the same page, all right. If next. this was
1: someone from the Western
0: Conference, they probably would have said, like, Team 4 first.
1: Team 4 would never get a shot with Carl on that team. Sorry. <laughs> I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> Let me chill. All right, next graphic. Pick the three highest peaks here. We got Anthony Davis, James Harden, Dwight Howard and Orlando. Oh, I saw this earlier. Lillard. I saw this earlier. Uh, Thunder, Russ, Nick Mellow Paul L- Pierce, L- B, and Hornets, Chris Paul. Stuff um,
1: You want to go first, Michael? You want me? Man, I don't want to go first. All right, I'll, I'll go first. So, this this might be one where we might disagree. I don't I don't know, but I'm I'm gonna be real. I'm taking prime Dwight Howard in this one. You know, like I think that in his prime he was by far the best big man in the NBA at that time. I know he probably doesn't have the versatility as the bigs today, but when you look at his dominance, you know, getting being able to have twenty points, twenty rebound type, type performances multiple times, being able to lead Orlando to the finals that year where they lost to Kobe. And then of course the other years as well where, where where Orlando was top-tier contenders, you know, that to me, I think Prime Dwight was was a different beast. Um the second one, I'm going Prime Westbrook. You know what I'm saying? Like I think about that 2017 year. I know that Westbrook has kind of lost a step, you know, in um in the recent years, especially with his poor um with his poor perimeter shooting. But when you look at him, you know, not even in those years, like you are not even in the, in the MVP <laughs> year, but even like even in those years where he played with KD as well, you know, he was a great Second option for that team, so I'm going to pick him as well. And for their, I think the third one I'm going to go Harden. I know Harden gets a lot of slack, you know, with NBA Twitter and everything, man. But Rockets, Rockets, James Harden was a different beast. You know, he had a 60 point triple double at one point, man. Like you can't beat that. So those are the three I'm going: Prime Dwight, Prime Russ, and Prime Harden. Okay, so it's not the three
0: columns. I thought no, it was just, like 18. Three. Okay, no, that no. makes it a
1: little bit easier for
0: me. Uh, I agree with you on Dwight. Uh, he was a animal in Orlando on what scheme that they played with. It took them to I think the finals with yes. pretty much no one. I mean, Terkelu was running point with Nelson and uh, one of the I think Rashad Lewis. I think. Anyways, uh, so I will take no, sorry, Howard we'll for go. what all he did. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Chris Paul. Just because him in New Orleans, what all he did, uh, he was a triple threat on pass shooter or dribbling at all costs on that. And I'm gonna go, I'm gonna stay with the same team and go with Anthony Davis as well, because back in the Hornets uniform, I mean, he led a team to the playoffs that had no business being there.
2: I think that's Bubble AD though.
1: That's saying like, yeah, like no, no. No, with the with uh New Orleans,
2: you talking about you talking about Chris Paul or Anthony Davis? I'm talking about Anthony Davis. Yeah, yeah, that that picture right there is uh bubble AD. I
0: thought it was pick their peaks, like w- when they were at their peaks. Are they saying during this era on this? Okay, no, well then, I mean,
2: No, because a, a lot of people say, hey, "Man, that's that's peak." AD
0: because they want to the chip. Oh, I disagree with that. It's just he played for a team that people actually seen on TV more. Okay, back up. Let me punt. Howard, uh, Chris Paul, and I'm going to go with Dame. then.
2: Okay. Um,
1: Nick, you okay? If something's wrong with my camera, I don't know what's going on. Shoot. I mean look like a crackhead out here. <laughs> <know>. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
2: uh, Please clip that. Yeah. So I'm going with James Harden. That I mean that run. I mean I agree. That's it, why it I said just, it was just every night. And he played eighty-one games that year. Who won MVP. Mm-hmm. He was playing. He was playing eighty games a season. Right, I'm gonna man, change him
0: the the Westbrook instead of dang. I'm sorry.
2: Very good. Dwight. Hey. Just man, uh, he, he was he was different. I He was really different. Man. And uh, I know he had his flaws with the free throws and stuff like that, but uh, he couldn't shoot. What he could do, the stuff that he was great at, deep defensively, you know, three-time defensive player of the year, I did believe three years in a row. He's on a different level. He's on a different level. And my third one.
0: Don't say mellow.
2: I'm not gonna say mellow. I'm gonna go. With, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Russ. Okay. Because this this was this was the this was the first year after KD left. Yeah. Triple and, double year. Uh, triple double year. Forty-one triple doubles that year. The game against the Nuggets hit the game winner in the last game of the season. He was on the tear, bro. He was on the tear. Had still had the midi back then. So that mid range was lethal. Yeah, that's my three. I feel like that's the best three. I, I, I mean, just I like that. That's <laughs> I mean, Dwight didn't win the MVP like, like Russ and, and Harden did, but he led the team to the finals. So facts. And Russ, Russ that year was just—I mean, he, I mean—he averaged what? You know, he averaged a triple double what three years in a row? So he
1: crazy, he
2: crazy, crazy, crazy. And Melo, Melo was going crazy in New York. He just didn't have a great team around him. So I'm not, I mean, even though obviously his peak was special in New York, but just didn't have the, just didn't have the right team around him. He never, and he didn't win MVP. Um, but he was he was amazing he was amazing in the world. um chris paul whoo, in new orleans it was, it was either him or deron williams in utah i mean those were one and two best point guards in the league at that time that was a special time for sure but yeah those are my top three right? harden, the harden must that's what that's what makes that's what makes me so upset with the Harden. It's like damn bro like that was, they don't win a championship that'd be a shame Right, uh, <coughs> a couple more before we get to our top five picks. Oh man, I'm I'm excited about my top five. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is tough. It depends on how you look at things. Here we go. Oh god, okay. one gotta go.
1: Oh no! no one got to go. Wow. Oh, I've seen that. So yeah. Okay. It ain't popped up for me yet? Mm-hmm.
2: Right, so Still not popped up for feedback.
1: you? No, nah, it's got like a little green screen in the middle, and that's was weird.
2: Hmm. Alright, so I'll just read it out for you and for our audio audio people. Uh, we got Emmanuel Quickly, Austin Reeves, Jalen Green, Jordan
0: Poole. One Michael, start with you. Start with your, uh, um, I'm gonna man. Quickly is staying for sure. Uh one because he played for Kentucky, let's just be honest. <laughs> I don't want to be mean and say Jordan Poole because of what he did this year and the whole just background of him, but that's where I'm feeling at. Reeves, I feel like, is a solid player, but I also worry about as he progresses on into his career, will people start figuring him out a little more. I think Jalen has much more versatile of uh, raw talent and what we haven't seen yet in him. So it's really between Paul and Reeves to me, and I might be on the island on myself on this. But to me, Reeves is good, solid, knows what he's doing on offense as far as pick and roll, reading defense and everything like that. But at the same time, when you got Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and other people, you're not the main focus on that. And I feel like as he's signing back with the Lakers, he may get more focus on defense. Uh, from the defense to stop him, and I think he may actually not do as good this year. So, going with that, I almost want to say Reeves, but I, even though I said this at the beginning, and I'm just going around in a big circle, I'm going jo- going Jordan Poole. He got knocked out. He ain't. He's out.
2: Obviously, quickly stand. You know, for uh, absolutely you know, certain certain specific location reasons. <laughs> Kentucky, right? Yeah, Kentucky, New York. New York. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. No. Reeves is my guy. So uh, he's obviously going to stay. For me, high IQ basketball player. Plays the right way. I like his game. Poole and Jalen Green. It's so tough, man. I'm a fan of – like. i I'm, I'm going to say Pool. I'm going to say Pool was my one got to go. Mm-hmm. Um, because I do think now with Udoka being the head coach, I think he will get the most out of Jalen Green. Hmm. Um, he really wasn't able to get the most out of Stephen Silas. wasn't able to get the most out of Jalen Green. in um, His first two years, uh, just inefficient, kind of just taking bad shots. I think now, especially now with a, with a plethora of guards and wings that they have, he got to he has to figure it out quickly. Mm-hmm because you got you got amen thompson van vliet it's all working out with van vliet so he's ready to go he's ready to go um cam whitmore looking like a player as well out of villanova i'm gonna say pool but i but, but it's not it's not again this is not a knock because i do feel like pool has a high upside if he mm-hmm. can if he continues to improve as an all-around player and he's another guy that takes a lot of bad shots if he minimizes that and, and Becomes more of a, a playmaker because that's what he has to be in Washington, D.C. Uh, he, he could definitely be a, a great player in, in this league right. for all the talent in the world. But uh, right now, I got to go with Pool.
0: My thing is, did Paul already peak and we've seen the best of Paul? I hope not, and I don't think so. But the digress that he did this season makes you have that thought at least. So that's why I'm going Pool. Not really because yeah. he got knocked out, but.
2: I feel like a lot of it has to do with the situation that happened with Draymond. Like you know, just I feel like that year it was just as you see. Like again, it's how they played. Okay, they're, the, mm-hmm. they're the worst road team in the, in the NBA, nine and thirty-three or nine and thirty-eight, something like eight, something like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
2: so that that played a factor, and, and obviously him being the focal point of that of that video. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's a big it's a big deal. Like these guys are human, so def- I'm pretty sure he'll definitely mess with his with his mental all year
0: Absolutely. Before.
2: So now with a change in scenery, I I expect him to play um at a much better level as he, than he played last mm-hmm. year. Because he because we were doing the show two years ago. We were talking about his efficiency, about who's playing and and, and all that. So
0: I And I Clay being good. traded. That was all me. I right,
2: yeah. We thought exactly we thought Clay'd be the one that be gone. And now yeah. he's got the wizard uniform. It's it's crazy. It's crazy the difference a year can make. Nick, come back in here as uh I'm sure you've seen the graphic here you could, you could pick but we're going to go to this last one before we get our top fives um, <laughs> uh, this is from shacks instagram i love to do a lot of these so we got the top team is Shaq, Kobe, A.I., Duncan, and LeBron. And then the bottom team is Olajuwon, KD, Steph, Giannis, and Michael Jordan. Ooh. Very tough. Ooh.
0: Nick, I'm going to let you go first. You're muted, though, just so you know. Heads up. And you don't look like you're on crack now, so welcome back. Had to restart play that
1: the laptop real quick. Um At rehab,
2: you know, what was your what was your one gotta go from the first one from the topic before?
1: Yeah, who, who was the last one? I know it was IQ, it was Jordan Poole, Austin Reeves, and who was the other one? Jalen Green. Jalen Green. Jalen Green? Ooh. I think as of right now, I'll probably go Jalen Green, but I mean he's still relatively young. I think with the other guys, you know, we've seen They've been able to produce some playoff teams. I think you know going into this year for the Rockets. I mean, even though I don't really consider them a playoff team, but you know, I think I think this will be a year where he'll where he'll really showcase you know his true value as a as a scoring option or whatever. So I know that Jordan Poole gets a lot of hate because you know of what went down last year, but I mean, I think you know I think we look at it from from a perspective of the Warriors don't get that twenty twenty two championship without. Him without the impact of Jordan Poole, you know, being able to pass, being able to score at a very high level. I know he didn't play well this past playoff, but you know, in that impact should not be ignored. So if I had to choose one of those guys, I think, I don't know if that's just me being too high on him, but I do, I do think that he has that type of, that type of potential. But if, if I had to choose out of like those four guys right now, I'll probably go Jalen green now as for this one right here. Ooh. I want to go with the far team. I'm going to go with the far team with uh, with Shaq, Kobe, AI, Tim Duncan and LeBron. I know that the team in front of us has MJ and the best shooter, best shooter in basketball history, Steph Curry. But I'm looking at Shaq as a cheat code. And then I'm looking at the defense, too. You know, Kobe, Kobe Bryant, a nine time all NBA for our our all defensive first team. Tim Duncan's an elite defender. Shaq with his size, you know, being a rim protector. LeBron can play defense when he wants to. I mean, I mean, particularly in this latter stage of his career, you know, not necessarily as much, but he can't turn it up whenever whenever he decides to. I think I think the team on the far end is just. I think it's just got a lot more versatility, man. So I'm I'm probably I'm probably go with that team. All right, yeah, I'm going with the top team
2: as well. Only one that's not playing real great defense is uh, is AI, but yeah. LeBron, Duncan, and Shaq and Kobe, Allen Iverson, it's tough. And that, that bottom that bottom team is is very difficult too. Uh, with Steph and Giannis and and obviously Jordan would, would dominate. It's trying to go for like 80, but I just feel like the the top team has more versatility. They could do everything. Uh, they could shoot, pass, play defense. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going with the top squad for sure. And then they got the clutch. They got the clutch factor, the dominance, the Shaq. Tim Duncan, just a winner, being able to miss the fundamentals, could do everything on the low block. You know LeBron could do. So, yeah, I got the top team. Man, guys. Yeah. This
0: top team. I really want to go with uh, the bottom teams that you guys went with the top, but there's. I'm sitting here trying to dissect this in, in every way that I can for the bottom team. I think it would be Jordan, Kobe matched up, KD, LeBron matched up, A.I. Curry matched up, and then, of course, uh, the two bigs, where well, they got them right there. Tim Duncan, I think, is most underrated great ever. Uh, He just did not talk game. He didn't run his mouth. He just played. And and, I mean, he's got rings for it. Shaq's got the rings with Kobe. Kobe's got some without him. And LeBron's got his rings as well. (sighs) Uh, You just, there's no argument for the bottom team, really. Giannis is great, uh, limited on shooting somewhat. KD, Curry, and Jordan can space the floor out. But Jordan would have a hard time, I think, going inside with a lot of his moves as far as the, the rim protecting players that they have. <laughs> Excuse me, plus the physicality as well. It's it's Shaq's team.
2: Yeah, and this is, again, this is Kobe. Kobe and Jordan have such similar games. So it's like they kind, of, kind of, like, cancel each other out. And then, mm-hmm. obviously, I'm going to go with LeBron and Kevin Durant every day of the week. Uh, Tim Duncan versus Giannis is a it's a nice matchup. It's a nice matchup. Uh Katie, Katie's a better scorer than LeBron, but you we you know what time it is. We you know what time it is. And uh <laughs> and yeah, that, that Duncan Giannis matchup. Because people people really sleep on Tim Duncan's defense back in this mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, easily.
2: Kareem, Kareem versus uh Shaq. I, I'm gonna favor Shaq, but nah, Duncan. You said Duncan's one of the best, most...
1: but Shaq's eating down there. Let's just be honest. I'm Shaq, said, Shaq, Shaq, Shaq's, Shaq's get Shaq's eating all day. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you said Duncan, You said Duncan's one of the most underrated stars ever. Kareem too. Kareem, like he's literally the most winningest. You could argue in terms of just like basketball career, like high school to the pros.
1: Oh yeah, easily. Easily One of the greatest number college number basketball number players number of all time, easily.
2: No doubt, no doubt. Six MVPs, five championships, like in the NBA. You can you talk about basketball career. Kareem's probably has the best
1: basketball. Why? Why is this life. man never top five? Like that's crazy. Who? Who's top Kareem? Kareem, like, like it's like we never mentioned him as like a top five player ever. And it's like he you does. know, like I get it. Like you know, he played with Magic. He played with Oscar. But, I mean, you mentioned like six MVPs, six championships. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, hell, I mean he, he had the <laughs> NBA. I mean he he had most points all the time for like damn near forty years before LeBron just broke it this earlier this year.
2: Yeah. I think it's well for me personally, it's just Shaq, because it's just like Shaq was just so dominant, man. And easily. And um he, he's in he's in a lot of people's top five. Like, Kareem's in mm-hmm. a lot of people's because of what I just said. Like again, he's like literally the most is a basketball player. You guys are probably the best basketball career of any player ever. The longevity factor, uh, like you talked about, with having that scoring title for four decades—that's absurd. That's absurd. Um, and then it's, doing with two, twos, by the way, no threes, all twos. This is get four get you know thirty-eight thousand points with hook with hook shots. Like it can be done. It can be done. So yeah, he's definitely underrated for sure. But I just think. In this era, like our, our era, our time is just—it's just different, man. You know, people got different opinions, but Kareem definitely uh, a legend for sure. No doubt. All right, that was—that was good. I mean, we kind of agreed on most of it. Again, mm-hmm. our, our IQ was very high, so you no, know, no, not not a lot of disagreements there. All right, last topic of the night,
0: and we don't say stuff for clickbait either.
2: No, nah, we don't do that, man. We don't do that. We don't do those.
0: <coughs> oh.
2: Up here, MNC up, top five. Let's so go first, first. Top five. We're gonna do our Michael getting five ready. Players. Yo, favorite of uh, five favorite players in the NBA. We'll start with is Mike. this.
1: Let's is see. this based off of right now or all time?
2: Right, yeah, right now. Right
0: now. Yeah, right now. Oh, well, I. Mine's all jacked up. Then mine's all time and a little bit of right now.
2: All right, so yeah,
0: right. all right. So I've got Jason Kidd, who is obviously in, in the right there in that picture. <laughs> it's my favorite. Okay, it's not the best. Jason Kidd, Shaquille O'Neal, Michael Jordan, Sean Kemp, and Tony Delk, who of course played the Kentucky. Now, honorable mentions as far as in today's era, I've got Kenny Lofton Jr., who I just absolutely love watching him play. Uh, and then I put two together, Booker and Bam. I had to throw in some Kentucky players as well. So those are my favorites. as What I did, I couldn't just do five guys. No,
2: nah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool, bro. It's all list.
1: Okay, so we're doing top five right now. I I, I suck. I didn't even prepare. Um, my top. Obviously, no, no. Is-
0: no. Now it's your favorite, right? Yeah, fa- favorite. Yeah,
2: favorite players. Okay, five, not
0: not players. not technically your top, just your favorite players.
2: My
1: favorite, okay, my favorite player is right now. I will say, obviously, obviously got to go Steph Curry. You know, that's my guy. Four championships with that team. Um, another one, obviously, can't can't go wrong with LeBron. Can't go wrong with LeBron, you know.
2: I know yeah, that. But that's
1: okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> LeBron is definitely up there. Um, dang, I didn't even prepare. I'm trying to think of guys that I love. There's a lot of guys that I love. That I can't even really think. Oh yeah, come on, man. Anthony Edwards. I, I love that man. Love watching him play. I think that he's a franchise guy over there in Minnesota. He has a bright future ahead of him. Um, I'm a I'm a I'm throwing this guy. I'm a throwing Paulo Banquero. I think he's gonna have a bright future ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, to me, I th- to me, I thought he was unanimous rookie of the year. I, I don't think it was close. I love you know with his size. And his skill set, you know, him being able to create on the perimeter and on the mid range, you know, I think I think he's gonna be a really great scorer in this league one day. That's four already right there. That's three or four. I think that's. Oh yeah, four. It is four. Four. Yeah. And then five. I'm gonna go. <clears throat> I'm sorry, boys. I'll be honest, man. Like dude, I mean, he's not in the NBA right now, man. But I've been a fan of this guy since since high school, man. Like I'm, I'm a big Sharif Cooper fan. I think I think that hopefully one day, one day he. I, I really do hope that one day he can get back in the NBA. But I think the thing about it is that he played for the Hawks for a little bit of time and he played for the Cavs. Wow. But like he he shines in the G League. Like that's no debate. But I think like you know once he gets on the NBA stage, I think his confidence is not necessarily there. But here's the thing, like you know, whenever he does show up and perform, he's a great passer. He's improving on his on his, on his perimeter scoring. Like, I'll be real. I think that I, I still believe that he could be a starting point guard one day in the NBA. So I'm trying to keep those hopes alive, possibly, you know, within the next future. But like that, that, that that's definitely one of my guys that I've loved watching since since high school.
0: That's fair. All right, uh, CJ. I'll... Let me give you my five real quick. At oh, least okay. yeah. Just yeah. since more up to date, Hemothy, Paul, George, Booker, Bam and Kenny Lofton.
2: Kenny Lofton, nice. Okay, uh, my two honorable mentions are uh, Walker Kessler and okay. Chet Holmgren. Even though Chad hasn't played yet, but in an NBA game, but I'm a fan of his game. Number five, get well soon, my guy. Hopefully, you could come back uh, next year. Lazo Ball.
1: Oh man, that's my guy.
0: Number I'm four, haven't they already said he's out all of next year?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. i will talk about the. Yeah, i about the
2: year okay, after. Okay, okay.
1: They um, might, they might release him too. I don't know.
2: Man, crazy, crazy, yeah. Lazo Ball, high IQ defense, fix his whole shot, turn into a 38% three-point shooter.
0: That shot was get ugly. Get,
2: get healthy, get healthy, man. Four, Austin Reeves, just again wow. getting into, get into his. Spots. really high on him. I'm a fan, bro. I'm a fan. Um, maybe I, I said always, he's, he's gonna be an All one day. Maybe because I was watching his highlights yesterday. I don't know. <laughs> oh. But uh, yeah, he's. I like it. I like his game. I like his game. Gets to the mid range. I like guys that, that don't just play like like bots. They, they get to their spot. They know their spots on the court. They get busy. Um can play on and off the ball, point guard, big guard, plays defense. I got Reeves. Number three, MVP, finals MVP, Jokic. Just I just, just the dot the dominance uh with the playmaking and getting other guys going. Uh this is not really in order, but it's just I got Jokic there, it's an elite basketball player. Number two, Anthony Edwards. I think, you know, maybe by like next year, he could put himself in like a top 10 player in the league. Um, I think he could definitely get to I could I think he could definitely get to that point. He just has to lead Minnesota to, you know, get into more and more playoff bursts, getting farther in the playoffs. And the more he does that, I think people will start to see this, okay. This guy's a top 10 player in the league. Athletic working on his shot, shot 47% from the three last year. I mean from the field last year. He's right there, bro. He's really right there, becoming one of the best players in the league, uh, top ten guy. And then number one, I mean, listen, it's oh uh, my gosh, you know, it's just just the shot creation and get to his spots. Oh jeez, and Trey Young, uh, we went a whole Trey Young, no, just, tra- just tra- transforming this city. You know, just just the way just we the almost winner, had a
0: whole episode without saying this guy's name.
2: It's, it's impossible it's impossible jalen brunson uh my favorite player in the league today just uh, so grateful that he's a part of the knicks now man we got a star and uh 26 just oh man just that guy is a special bro just what he's done for the city of uh, just year one incredible 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 player i can't wait to see him play I can't wait to see him play for FIBA, USA Team. He's going to be like the top three guy on I mean, him and Anthony Edwards, and probably like BI. They're, they're going to be the go to guys on that team. So I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see him play in a glo- global ball. I can't wait. All right. Next top five, we got.
1: Hey, Michael. I'm surprised you yeah. didn't say Zion. He's going to be playing. He's not
2: playing. <laughs> Uh, Zion definitely on my list too, bro. I mean, he he gets. I see. I'm I'm a fan of players that get to their like that can score without you know all the dribbling. You know, mm-hmm. it's all the dribbling in the air out the basketball.
0: I hate uh, wasted dribbling.
2: Yes, yes. And I think that's why a lot of people still. Jason Tatum. Jordan.
0: I was going to say yeah. Brown, but
2: it's okay. Both 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 of them really. Both of yeah. them at times. All right, let's get to our top five scores. Uh, favorite scores. Uh, I'll so, start. Okay. Mine I
0: did of all time, but I've kind of yeah, quickly over made it. Are we doing I've all time Michael this time? Well, I mean, I did all time. I've got Michael Jordan, Vince Carter, AI, Kevin Durant, and Steph are the ones that I have as
1: far Vince as Carter. Uh, top Carter. Okay, favorite. that's interesting.
2: Okay,
1: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go MJ. MJ definitely at the top of the list. I'm gonna go Kobe two. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go KD well, three. Like Kobe i'm gonna go KD three i'm gonna go i'm gonna go t-mac four. orlando t-mac was absolutely insane,
2: insane.
1: and then five i'm gonna go mellow
2: Mello, nice <sighs> all right number one i got i got his air in this man michael jordan uh i was just watching like you know a couple hours before the show the the, the the last dance year just just the, the fadeaways and Bro, this is just a special score. It's a special score, bro. That's all I have to say. Uh, Kobe Bryant, too. I just... Man, just the footwork and just his ability to score at will. 62 points against Dallas. I was watching that game in three quarters. They were blowing out Dallas. could have easily scored 100 in that game.
1: I'll score Dallas in the third quarter or, like, you know, by the end of the third quarter.
2: Yes. It just... On a different level, one of the greatest <laughs> players I've ever seen. Three, I got LeBron. I got LeBron. I know there's a lot of talk about this and about, you know, is he like he, – he doesn't have the smooth – he's not a smooth, whatever you want to call it, but I saw number, the one, all, number one all-time in scoring. I mean, average, average 25 for 19 straight years. What are, we, what are we really talking about? What are we really talking about? uh, four. I got Hakeem Olajuwon. Just, Ooh. just the post moves, dream shape, just toying, toying with the defenders, toying with all time greats, Ewing, Robinson, Shaq, every, everybody, everybody got it. And he was, he was so dominant in in his time. Um, uh, MVP defensive player of the year, obviously two time champion. And number five is just, just a special, special basketball player at the guard position. Kyrie Irving. Uh, oh forgot about that one just the finishing one of one of the one of the greatest finishers ever ever layup package is just elite and at, at his size at six two it's it's, it's a joy to watch it's a joy to watch him play basketball man so those are my top five scores you obviously got team at t-mac is one of one of course mm-hmm. but those five right there just on not differ up for me i agree I
0: did also while we were talking here, uh, up to date one as well. Like now, I've got KD, yeah. Steph, Kyrie, Luca, and Fox.
1: Fox, okay. Fox. You got Fox over Bo Booker.
0: Hey, gotta gotta throw one in there for potential now, okay?
2: Uh, up to date, I would go Booker, Kyrie. KD, it's three. Um, Jokic, and. Jokic, okay. And, and listen, man, I mean, we're going yeah, to yeah, okay. we go, go back to it because I, I really feel like this guy is just really starting with, with everything, man. I got Jalen Brunson, man. is just.
0: Oh. No, no. <laughs> what?
2: Oh. 40, 40, 41. I guess that Miami defense in, a, in an elimination game just didn't have enough help. From the 41, <laughs> bro, on the road in Miami on a break of elimination. Again, I guess, I guess Miami's zone defense, one of the best defenses in the NBA. put a 41 on that defense, bro. Uh That guy is a go-getter. So, uh yeah, man. It's just, listen, you call it bias, but bro, this guy is money, bro. I'm telling you, he's just getting started, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be special times in New York. I can't, I can't wait. You gonna have to guard at rocket, bro. Oh man, <laughs> my
1: list. <laughs> um, I mean this. I mean my my list is not really in order. I'm gonna go Steph. I'm gonna go D Book. I'm gonna throw in Jason Tatum in that list. I still love Jason Tatum as a scorer. Um, I'm gonna throw in Joel Embiid. That's already four right there. And for five, I'm gonna go. You can go either way with this one. I'm gonna go Damian Lillard. Yeah!
2: Wow! Yeah! Very! Yeah! Lillard. Lillard got Donovan Mitchell as well.
1: Yeah, yeah Donovan Lillard. Mitchell too.
2: This is a lot of great scores in today's game, man.
1: I'm just glad you didn't play Trey Young. Nah, I mean he's probably he's probably top ten, but not top five. There's just so many scorers, man. It's just all oh, on who you who you end up locking, you know? Thanks. I mean, hell, I mean, if we want to talk about a lot of dribbling to get to your bucket, Luca does a lot of dribbling too.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Crazy. But all right, man, that, that wraps up this episode of MNC Hoops. You guys have fun?
0: Absolutely. Great. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, we to need to keep this top five going, though. Like, I don't know how we're going to do this, but we might have to do like top five of each team, not favorites, but top five of breaking it down. I seen somebody actually put on a Twitter post, uh, top five players. I want to say they did Miami, and I was like, Hold up now, like, uh, you can't be disrespecting what we've already done here in your favorite top fives because it was jacked <laughs> up big time. But, uh, yeah, we need to. Play with that top five and see what all we can come up with. I mean, we
1: right. we did that a little bit last year. We did that with Miami last year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying, bit.
0: but not not favorite, maybe just top five players of all. Oh, time. Okay, okay, I see
1: what you mean. Favorite, okay, yeah, favorite, okay, yeah, that's not Because Haslam wouldn't be on that list. I mean, he's yeah. not the top five player. <laughs> He'd probably
0: be six or seven, but you know,
1: he yeah, has like probably 15. I was kidding. I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> kidding. Now, like, like 20 years, 20 years with that team. He's he's up there. Exactly. As far as really really like 15, but it is what it is. It's okay.
0: Nick, where can everybody find you at?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. First and foremost, follow us on all platforms, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, same thing with YouTube as well at MNC Hoops. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube page. Um definitely trying to get up our subscribers. So make sure to, to make sure to tell a friend. Make sure if you haven't done it yourself, make sure to do that as well. Um, subscribe to us as well on any podcast platform, Apple, Spotify, you name it. Um, as for myself, follow me. I, actually, before that, give us five-star reviews as well. I think that we are deserving of that. As for myself, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and threads at Nick Andre ATR. And check out my link tree in the bio. You see everything, articles, podcasts, you name it. Awesome. CJ, where can we find you at?
2: Sir, cj.james9 on Instagram and threads. You can find me on there. cjames 9 underscore on Twitter. Mnc hoops. Everywhere. YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. All your favorite platforms, MNC Hoops, where you, where you can find us, man. Uh, really appreciate all your support. Um, over 110 subscribers right now. Over 200 uh, followers on Facebook. You just, you just we keep moving and moving, man. I know we had a goal, hit the summer league this year, but uh, that's still our goal for sure. We're gonna get there, no doubt about it. And you know, I've been here for a year, so it's been great. It's been great making up with you guys, chopping up with you guys every Saturday, where it used to be on Saturdays, and now every Sunday, like we've been doing. So it's been fun, first season with with, with all of us, with with the big three, and I'm excited for what's next. You know, you say over
0: a year, and I agree we've been at it over a year, but MNC has only been here since January, I think, February. Uh, We used to have a different name, Count the Bucket, in the past, where we actually – that's how we all met together. So I really feel like – Our start now is is that, uh, you know, even our YouTube channel, we changed it over. We had 20 followers and we did it for a year. And once we went to MNC and bet it on ourselves, we're already over 100. I feel like since MNC, we have got to uh, we've got the grind going a little bit more where where we're betting on ourselves. And I'm excited for this new season that's coming up for us. uh, What we've got going on with some of our shorts that we do on IG, on YouTube as well. Uh, different things going on. I'm going to have to figure out what threads is apparently and see what I can get on this. But as far as uh, uh, following us, I don't care about myself. I care about us three. Uh, Get on Linktree, uh, backslash MNC Hoops. You will find everything that we have going on with there. And with that, you're going to find a link to follow me if you want to. All that's all appreciative. But I will say this, be on the lookout for another show of mine. I may be doing another podcast, all strictly Kentucky basketball or Kentucky sports with my brother, we haven't got it set in stone yet, but we may be doing that very shortly. So excited about that, guys. As always, love chopping it up with you all. Nick, CJ, so glad I got to see you all's faces this week and actually get to see mine. Sorry, I've been uh, a wall basically on that for a, a little bit here. But Summer League's going, the basketball tournament's about to start up. The big three. Is Actually, going. hang on real
1: quick, Michael. The Summer League Championship is tomorrow for those who are unaware. So make sure to tap into that. It's going to be Cleveland Cavaliers against Houston Rockets. I'm not sure if Ahmed Thompson will be playing, but either way, I think it's going to be a good contest.
0: Awesome. And of course, the big three is going and slam ball is about to start up, I think, next week. So with that being said, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you all for following us on the podcast. Thanks, Thank you for however you listen to us. We do appreciate that. Until next week, guys.
1: This is (laughs) Sir